Hey everybody, long time no listen, it's your boy Ben here. So, it's been a while since the last upload because uh, I moved. So, uh, you know, between house hunting and then packing, moving, unpacking, generally settling down and then life, you know, keeps plugging along and, you know, you got to keep up with that. So, um, finally getting settled down and back into editing these episodes and whatnot, so... We will be back on a uh, normal uploading schedule again unless something else big happens, but hopefully not. Um, So, yeah, the only other thing is uh, we tried doing a Zoom sort of like audio rip on this one, and that's why it kind of sounds a bit funky, but, you know, we'll uh, we'll plug on. And this is the only one that we did that with, so hopefully all the other ones we have the individual audio tracks to mess around with. So, yeah, hope you enjoy. great name larry wheels Whew. it's almost like if, if he was a running back oh yeah oh my that's a great football name that's a it's the football name the football name yeah i got real drunk one time actually no i can't say that Every time <laughs> I, get drunk, I like just picking out like great sports names yeah like brian Erlacher is a great oh. football yeah name. Oh my God! One of the best. Tony when Montana. I was in, yeah, not Tony Montana. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Joe Montana. Tony Montana didn't didn't dabble with uh, sports balls. I don't think. <laughs> that would uh, be a very. I mean, they both. It, it, it was the eighties, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? No, in college, I tried to uh, put a team together of people with names that were like the meanest possible. Yeah. But that was that was a good. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we did like all time or whatever, but. There was a there was like a slaughter oh, it was like in the a league. Fantasy thing. It wasn't like yeah. just dudes at your college that you knew. No, no, it was like it was like <laughs> NFL people. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. NFL people. Um, yeah, I mean there was a yeah. There's just like in hockey and baseball. I think they both have like oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's funny because like hockey is always like the whitest name possible, but baseball is like the silliest name possible. Yeah, there's a lot more nicknames in baseball. Mm-hmm. A lot more nicknames and i kind of am upset about that you know i feel like nicknames should be across the board like with rugby there's a ton of nicknames but like oh, yeah. they're not used officially but i think baseball is like the only sport that like uh they're officially part of them like yeah you'll get guys in the nfl that's like booger mcfarlane like right of course exactly. his name's not actually booger but he's right. Booger now anywho um anywho. yeah so uh welcome back to another episode of uh, musically reclined i'm ben Oh, excuse me. And I am always Kevin. Kevin, I uh, I listened to your other podcast, by the way. Mm. Taking you off guard right at the yeah. top. Or I listened think- to... Uh, um, I actually haven't listened to a full episode yet. Yeah, it's fair. Um, I do plan on it. I do plan on it. Not that I'm going to be like... <laughs> but I listened to the one that you... Because I saw the post. I've actually... I, I saw the post about the recent episode. Okay. And then I listened to that just to see how it compares to what we're doing. Yeah. Cause I'm self, cause I'm a self-conscious bitch. Sure. Like that. Um, <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, they got it down. Like they're so good. And then I was like, wait, let me listen to their first one. And I was like, Oh, it's terrible. Oh man, they got it down. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Fucking defeated. You also have to remember we've been, so Doug and I, we've been doing, uh, 
for we have fun we, we this is like our third podcast and we've been we've been a tandem since 2015 yeah so yeah by this point but i like, think he said that you guys have like known each other for like 10 years yeah yeah okay. so yeah. we i mean we were on the same bus in elementary school and oh, i'm fuck. i'm a year older than he is so it was always like one year and then like a three-year gap and then you know kind of back again but then we're on different sides of the bus or whatever but yeah. i mean we had lunch together in high school for like three years so yeah. we've been we've been pals for quite a long time but um audio slave yeah yeah really <laughs> went on a tangent i'll have to cut most of that but uh, it was a good conversation to have yeah um so yeah we're rolling with audio slave first time so i'm not i'm not a virgin to this album right but i think the last time that i listened to it was early middle school if not late elementary school oh, okay um back whenever i had like a little like walkman cd player right and i would just put it on and just follow my bus ride and in, in all throughout until i could drive myself was an a little a little under an hour okay wow um, yeah growing up in the sticks um so yeah i would just fucking and i was the first stop yeah, i was the first and last stop so i had the full that'll ride. do it um so yeah i would put put on my little my little walkman and yeah buddy and fucking jam out but uh yeah Get so protection. i i remember some of the some of the tracks but you know typical kid shit you listen to the stuff that you heard on the radio and that's yeah. pretty much it so this was like kind of a new listen for me okay you you all right yeah okay (laughs) yeah no i just i had nothing else to say (laughs) oh oh, fair enough um i so um Chris Cornell is like something of a personal hero to me. So I I'm full disclosure before we get started. I am a hundred percent a bigger Soundgarden fan than I am an audio slave fan, but uh, I I'm a very, very big fan of Chris Cornell just as an entity. Um, and I did find audio slave first, weirdly enough. I'm going to say that that was probably the same for me as well. I think uh, I think maybe it's just because we were – that was getting promoted uh, yeah. a lot harder at the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And especially since, like, this is a super group and Audio Slave and, I mean, the grunge was, like, every every era that has, like, that big musical scene, like, the, the – like, to take grunge, like, yeah. immediately following, like, the 90s it always gets like buried for like six to seven years and then just very slowly starts to come back a little bit. So like Pearl Jam, like was on the outs, most of like the good grunge lead singers, like RIP, you know, they were all dead. So there was nobody really doing it. And audio slave just kind of popped up and I was like, "Eh, I mean, I like that, you know, like a stone song or whatever. So yeah, we'll do this. Um, 
I like how you call them a super group, even though it's just Rage Against the Machine yeah. with Chris Cornell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I and, didn't know that. Uh, like, literally fucking 20 minutes ago, I looked Oh, up. really? Or, yeah, obviously not 20 minutes ago now, but like it, right. like six, I looked that up. Because I was like, who is actually, because I remember I was listening to it earlier, and I think it was the drumming that kind of like piqued my interest. And I was like, Interesting. I, wonder who, I wonder who is this mm-hmm. drummer and then i i i remembered to like look up the members uh yeah. before we started and i was like oh it's fucking rage against machine yeah <laughs> which, is, say, which is cool yeah cool. i was gonna say it tickles me to think that like you're listening to you got like eight tracks into this and you're like you know what it's the drums that sound familiar guitarist <laughs> mm, no it's very original well, I here knew, i i i knew <laughs> it was tom i at least knew it was tom but like I, 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 and even the bass, but like they didn't, they weren't as obviously yeah. being the same two guys, they weren't as like prevalent, you know, yes. they weren't as uh, like upfront. Yeah. Well, I, so it's, it's kind of interesting that you bring that up um, because we're never going to talk about this album as it is. And no. I just wanted to say that um, I actually didn't, I read not too long ago that from, I think it was, I think it was a Tom Morello interview saying that when, like audio slave was conceived um most of rage like i don't know if they thought or if they planned it but it was supposed to be a lot heavier than rage against the machine Interesting. Like, it, it was supposed to be like that next step yeah and Almost whatever like, i i think the only I, I think it would sound like like primus heavy where it's like yeah. it's still gonna have like clean vocals and stuff like that but it's still gonna be like heavier in some, yeah. in some respect yeah but i i think i think his initial like the the conclusion to that idea was like i mean we've got one of the best singers of this generation and a very special voice it's not like he's just good but anybody could do it if they were as good as him it's like he's got a special kind of voice and oh, so yeah. they decided to kind of just go ahead and not really concede because there are some very heavy tracks. I don't know. Oh, there's yeah. some heavy tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are. So it's not like they, it was like a complete concession of the dream or whatever, but uh, they did yield a little bit to uh, Chris Cornell's stylings, which is like, I, I just think it's too, it's kind of a funny problem though, because it's not to suggest that like, Chris is kind of like this like lily white singer who like does only nice songs or sad songs or like love songs or whatever. Cause there's some yeah. stuff from like most of Soundgarden, if not all of Soundgarden is like horrible, depressing, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, kill the establishment, kill yourself kind of stuff. Side note. Are you outside? I'm not. Is it, my window is open. Is it distracting? I just heard the most beautiful bird. Just wanted to bring oh, that up. Um, yeah. No, but like somebody brought that up on on another podcast that I was listening to, and like just how fuck it. Like, there's one one song in particular of Soundgarden's they were talking about, and just how fucking dark it was. And I'm like, oh well, you know, I guess he did. Dude did have some demons. Oh my god, dude. Um, That's how that works out all the time. Yeah, I think I put Super Unknown or Bad Butterfinger. You did. You put put at least one on there. You put at least one on there. On um. On Bad Motor Finger, he has there's a song called Fourth of July. It's further towards the back of the album. Yeah. And there's a line that like I listened I'd already listened to the song like three or four times before I actually like it stuck out because like he does that classic like yeah. kind of yeah. singing and like you have to really, really listen to what he's saying. 
but he yeah. says um it's like so the song is about him dropping acid and thinking that the world's ending because of the fireworks yeah. on the fourth of july yeah. but he has a line that's like um it's like something 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 down in the something jesus tries to crack a smile underneath another shovel load and i was like oh god it's like one of those things it's like ah they're burying jesus alive (laughs) what is going on (laughs) yeah uh yeah he's at some people some people just some people just have different experiences you know uh with that with that kind of stuff because even like not to bring up uh not to bring up clutch again <laughs> these guys even, again yeah but like even in the their, their song land of pleasant living mm-hmm. says uh, i remember tripping on the fourth of july exploding yep. octopuses in disguise mm-hmm. which i always thought was in the skies um but uh you know neither here nor there so it's just right. it's interesting how uh just different experiences and whatnot but i guess that's human that's, that's yeah makes life that's show business man isn't it? so we're we gonna talk about this album eventually i guess yeah. We can keep filibustering our own podcast if you like. Oof. Oof. <laughs> it's a hot topic nowadays. Um, so yeah, why did you why did you pick this album? I feel I, like I feel like we, we sometimes do that and sometimes we yeah. don't. I, I feel like it's important. <laughs> I feel like it's important. And again, I'm filibustering yeah. again. No, no, it's just so funny. You're like, all right, so why did you pick this? Because we all know it was a you album, so why did you pick it? <laughs> I mean, I, like I'm not yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with yeah. that. It's it's an it's a very obviously a, a, a you album, even though uh, I feel like I feel like there there's obviously there's going to be surprises here and there. Yeah, yeah. Should probably. we always should we always like side note, which I'll probably cut this bit. Should we always say like who picked what album? Um, I mean, we definitely can. I don't mind. Um, I don't mind how it was presented here. Like, why did you pick this? Because I think yeah. Um, I don't know. It might be like a fun little like game inside the game if people try to like in their own heads or whatever, like Who's try to more figure excited out. Excited to talk about the album. Yeah, like, that's usually <laughs> how you figure it out. But yeah. it, it's like because I mean, this is gonna this is a good episode because like both albums are like extremely listenable. Listen oh, to- super listenable, which is actually something that I'll keep that for the hot take. Okay, um, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so yeah, uh, Cokies, Co- Cochise, Cochise, Cochise. Yes. Yeah. Um. But well, wait, why did you pick this yes, album? Sorry. Why, I, no, I picked this album because I it's it's their debut album. Um and there are there's a lot of there's a lot of music on this album. There is. And a lot of it's bangers. And there is one song in particular that I will get to when I get to that I will loosely credit with uh i don't i okay so i think i think saving my life is too much romance on it okay okay that's definitely different i was going to say lost your virginity to that no 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 no, yeah i I would say saving my life is a little bit too romantic of a phrase but it did get me through an incredibly dark period of my life so we'll get there when we get there um but there's just something about how everything kind of comes together where it is kind of like it is your classic like early aughts radio rock and like there are some parts that are a little bit like passe now in 2021 but i mean this album's 19 years old and a lot of stuff 
that you hear for the first time with the album is the first time anybody has heard it for the first time. Like I, when the album I, came out. On my notes, I literally do because I feel like I kind of brushed off some things on some of our previous episodes. So I'm trying yeah. to do better at that um, with how I describe things. But literally on a couple of these these tracks, I have proto typical alt rock bullshit. You know, as yeah. if, like, they were the first to kind of do it, sort of. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, there's so many... If you basically bring up Audio Slave, if someone's just going to rifle off songs off the top of their head, it's probably coming off this album, even though they they have two more albums, and each yeah. one has a completely different sound. Um, like, there are, there are parts of their last album that's basically, like, straight-up funk. So I just think that this is, like, an important album to go through. It's not one that people usually bring up a lot, just because it is, again, like, prototypical, but yeah it's it's like not typical it's like you know this is the caveman discovering fire kind of thing so yeah yeah it was a, i say prototypical in the most flattering oh light yeah no of course people copied that to ad nauseum after them yeah you know? yeah well because i mean and that's the thing not everybody's got chris cornell and tom morello so it didn't always work yeah. out yeah. looking at you yeah. three doors down but we um we can start with coaches if you like yeah yeah i mean you 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 got you got control of the helm here but Hell this yeah. is your album all right, man. So Cochise is, in my opinion, I think it's got to be, and it's got to be top 10 first songs that anyone's ever heard. Like first album, first songs, the intro track to the, the whole thing, to the whole band, really. Um, it's, it's for that position, it is a perfect song because it comes on like pretty weird it's like it's like before even if you didn't know tom morello was in the band and it's just like this classic like wind up but it's very much like it's a it's a guitar sound it's like not really yeah, him playing I mean, guitar that is, it then is a fucking long oh, intro yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know of just yeah. like weird like chittery choppy Tom, mm -hmm. like as i always it, like throw back to the uh rage against the machine episode the fucking tom morello bullshit you know yeah it's what he does best yeah it's almost like uh and you would know much better than i would but it's almost it almost kind of sounds like just a heavily there's there's a there's an effects pedal happening but it's like yeah, basically just like a pick slide yeah tom morello loves his kill switch yeah um, so there's definitely some of that going on in there. And yeah, it does sound like he's just moving his pick very slowly and like kill switching a lot with like mm -hmm. some reverb and, and, and delay on there. And then it just fucking opens wide open oh. into that like. It's so good. But then there's like a ton of and it's not the guitar, at least in my opinion, it's not the guitar that has the wall on it. It's the yeah, bass. It's the bass. So the bass has. A, have you ever seen like a bass wall pedal? Yeah. 10 out of 10 because it's a big foot yeah it's a giant foot yeah it's a foot and and that, that's immediately way cooler than any guitar wall uh ever but like yeah it's like wow and and like i think just having it on the bass rather than the guitar completely mm -hmm. changes how that yeah. would have sounded yeah this is like and this is the thing so when i when i when i said that there's some really heavy tracks on this album it's not heavy like necessarily like black sabbath heavy where it's like you yeah. feel weight or like of like the lyrics or whatever although there there are it's certainly there there's a couple there's a couple like like reading through because i yeah. i've never looked up the lyrics to any of these songs before. oh god and there's, a, yeah. there's a couple of them that it's like okay all right yeah 
Yeah, he was a hell of a writer, but it's also at the same time, it's like, how did we not know? How did we not yeah. know that you were so sad? Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, there are like six songs just on this album about killing yourself. Like, yeah, come yeah, on. and the coaches, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, about, you know, keep watching yeah. somebody kill themselves um, in a in, in a metaphys- in a uh, metaphorical way. Yeah, but like, just as as he comes in, and like, I won't even I won't even disgrace myself by uh trying to do like a chris cornell impression but just the way that he comes in on that like top like growl tone like when he's just screaming my favorite area of his register is where it's like that raspy high oh and he does it so much which is what i really love um and uh like it's so it's like i mean it's it's just like a jam song like there's nothing really like too special going on about it he basically just like i'm not a good guy um but you know if you want my help you can get it or whatever yeah um but what's really special about this song is the last like verse i guess it's really more of like a bridge or an interlude of some kind where everything just kind of comes down a little bit and he says drown if you want and i'll see you at the bottom where you'll crawl on my skin and put the blame on me so you don't feel a thing. Yeah, but he holds that out. But he holds that thing for about three and a half years. Yeah. And then then he he still has enough energy at the end of that to like do that. Yeah. You know, and like just throw that vibrato in. There's just like no, and there's like no real music coming in and like halfway through it. It, you just get that boom, 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 Oh, it's yeah. emotional. It's a religious experience to hear that for the first time. That's like one of those things. Like if I had to get like a bag of things that I could experience for the first time all over again, it would be hearing that. Yeah. But like not yeah, wasting just like it. The raw, just the yeah. raw emotion of it. Yeah. yeah. And like not wasting that on like a 10 year old. <laughs> who's like on his way to see the Phantom Menace. Like I want to hear that here at 28. For the yeah. first time. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. I will say, um, I feel like having listened to, because like I said, I, I whenever I was younger, I listened to like, uh, what, Cochise and uh, uh, I Am the Highway and what's mm-hmm. the other one? Show Me How to Live. And that was pretty much uh-huh. it. Um, l- having listened to this full album, I think that Cochise, Chris Cornell, is deliberately showing off almost his entire range. It's a good chance. It's a real good chance. I mean, and that's, and this is the thing, like these guys aren't, aren't dumb. Like, no, this is kind of one of those, like, that's one of those, those insights that kind of forces you to kind of look at this. Like, obviously like there's a reason, like there's a reason you set up the track listing. It's not just the way that you recorded the songs. Like they did this on purpose. Yes. Yes. Track listing, track listing is extremely important. And I honestly get upset whenever I feel like some bands don't take that seriously. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's got a little bit of everything that you're going to experience over the the life of this band in the first song. So in like the first three minutes and 43 seconds, you're basically getting the entire experience and then you can decide whether or not you care enough to keep going from there. Oh yeah. Um, And you absolutely should because the first like eight songs on this album are absolutely incredible. Yes. Yeah. So again, yeah. Like going on into the next track uh yeah. show me how to live um 
in my opinion, like like just killer rips. Um, interesting. The lyrics were interesting because they're a, a couple of times on this album. They're pseudo religious. They're not mm-hmm. out. They're using religious. He's using religious um, imagery. Yeah. Um, but not in a uh, in a literal sense, uh, which I which I found interesting. Yes. So he does have like a lot of. Um callbacks to, to like jesus between this band and even soundgarden i mean songs like jesus christ pose and so on and so forth um there is a lot of like and it's a weird thing that he like it's calling back to like biblical imagery as if it's strictly like literature it's it's a weird way to kind of yeah do it because if you explain it straight up like oh he's just refer- referencing the bible but it's not so clear that he's actually religious yeah it doesn't like it doesn't quite capture like what's happening here because oh, he 100%. means it to be religious but it's also very clear that he does not believe what he's saying yeah because it's almost like ironic how he's yeah, putting it's, it forward it's, it's obvious that he and, and, and i'm saying this from somebody who knows next to nothing <laughs> of chris cornell outside of his ability and the and the tragedy that happened and, and the bands that he was in but um, just from it's he's definitely writing for somebody who grew up in likely grew up in and or around religious households. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Um. Yeah. I mean, and I mean the song. Let's see what we got here. The first verse, and with the early dawn moving right along, I couldn't buy an eyeful of sleep, and in the aching night under satellites, I was not received. Built with stolen yeah. parts. telephone in my heart someone get me a priest to put my mind to bed this ringing in my head is this the cure or is this a disease yeah but even like the 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 guitar accompaniment to that is like super sleazy sounding yeah it's not like it this isn't a quiet like uh self-reflective part of the album this is like a oh yeah this is it's going right back into it yeah yeah and like, yeah, it's a quieter in that it's not the full band going, it's not full distortion, but it's still, it's got attitude behind it. You know? Yes. Um, one thing that I, I, I've been mishearing for a while, and it's one of the rare times where like, I like the version that I thought it always was more than what it actually is. But he says um, at the end of the song a little bit, uh, and in the, in the afterbirth of the quiet earth, let the stains remind you. You thought you made a man. You'd better think again before my role defines you. I always thought he was saying defies you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard that more than a few times. And I always was singing it as nail in my hand from the yeah. creator. Which I found, luckily found out that I'm not the only one that did that, where he actually had to come out on Twitter and say that that's not the correct lyric. <laughs> that yeah. nail in my head is. Um. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's definitely that's definitely interesting. I feel like uh, I do prefer your your version. Yeah, I think I just I think there's a little bit more grit to it because he does definitely fit. I mean, it definitely sounds like this whole thing is just very mocking almost like. Yeah. Um. But then again, like even though he's he's using religious imagery in a context that's not religious, he's not mocking it either, which is which no. Is, kind of like that it's almost like a third party kind of standpoint on it yeah no i definitely get yeah it's not like mocking like god or anything like he's clearly talking to like somebody like yeah like another human 
and he's kind yeah, of I like mean, in, making in the whole lyrics, comparison he says, from that. my creator he yeah says, he doesn't explicitly state um anybody in particular yeah it's almost like um kind of like a like a purposely biting the hand that feeds you kind of thing oh yeah um yeah. like um Prote- we'll get there eventually i'm sure i put up like their entire discography but protest is here has a song that's kind of closely related to this one just mm-hmm. in terms of like what we seem to imagine that the song's about yeah where it's like um it's just like when, when the hand that taught me everything put a price tag on my back you know yeah so on and so forth um yeah i mean just two out of two so far just bangers 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 um so we get into like the first kind of b-side uh i guess you could say or like not a super like for everybody track in gasoline and i i love this track because it to me sounds so much like something that belongs on a soundtrack somewhere 100% it's sound it's it sounds so not even not even necessarily the uh i guess it would be the chorus riff the chorus mm-hmm. riff um i'm i'm just going to come out and say it it's the first time that i put proto yeah. typical alt rock bullshit but the verses and the verse riff and how all that comes together with the vocal melody and stuff is so cool because it's like real atmospheric and like light and like mm-hmm. bright sunny it's gonna sound I, sometimes whenever i listen to certain parts of songs i get a very very distinct image of something in my head and it's usually nothing it, it's it's usually never like a specific scene or location but more it's gonna sound super dumb but like the weather yeah so this the specifically the verse part of this song is like super bright clear sunny day like like you know yeah have you ever you've watched like some animes and shit like that yeah it's like anime style bright clear sunny day where they're just like the sky is so blue and yeah bullshit and that's kind of the vibe that i get like every time that i that i was listening to this track throughout the last couple of weeks um that's just like immediately like i'm looking up at like that like early spring like whenever it's just starting to hit 70 degrees sort of thing consistently it's just so clear and beautiful sort of thing but uh on the flip side of that i fucking am not the biggest fan of the chorus just because it's it's now to my ear it's generic when i know at the time yeah it's not no i mean and that's i mean that's and that's a that's a fair thing to say um this is a song that kind of loses me like honestly like probably right around the time like the first the first chorus um but there's just something so like mission impossible two about this song 100 like whenever all those movies were putting in like all yes. like rock songs and it's just yes. like, you don't have to do this you yeah. really don't <laughs> it's because ex- it's got like a little bit more grit than like what's the creed but which, like which mission impossible had that metallica song was like two hey, it was hey, two i disappear man you I go now <laughs> I do think it's funny that everybody has completely different James Hetfield impressions and oh, they're yeah. all You're spot on. Into the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh did you ever hear the uh the uh Jim Brewer? Oh my bit? god, it's it's whenever perfect. he's the, the, it's a serious XM bit whenever he's talking about hanging out with uh, Lars Ulrich. Yeah. 
Oh my god, dude! It's it is it's perfect. Hysterical because he's just like, and the whole time James is just in the background, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing he says. <laughs> I remember when they got inducted into the Hall of Fame, um, and Jim Brewer came out and like did a thing about, like, he basically did that impression. Yeah. And uh, they took like a there's like a camera crew right like right in front of Metallica, and James was like, I don't really sound like that, do I? And then, like, I think it was uh, Jason who said next to him was like just laughing his ass off. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> of course you sound like that. Low key, James Hetfield's the coolest guy in that band. Oh yeah, like, I'll fucking ride and die. Oh, for that. absolutely. He just, like, he's just at this point, he's just like outnumbered in what everybody else wants to do in the band. He's like, yeah. I guess I'll just make money. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I can't, I can't knock the hustle, man. I mean, do we have any uh, Metallica? Oh, I'm sh- I'm list. positive. I would bet my I don't know what we have, but I bet my life that we do. Yeah, we have to have at least one track. Because I know we um, we made that silent, or not even silent. We may have not, we may have even said it on the pod. But well, we, no, we did say it on the podcast. But I was talking like so. I was thinking about that on, on the way like home uh, today because I was out doing like uh-huh. and shit most of the day, and I was listening to some Metallica, and I was thinking that, and I was like, oh man. We should really have some of this, but then, like, yeah, I know we just said that, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's there's some deep cuts that that maybe yeah that maybe uh somebody who who might have only heard Master of Puppets or something might yeah. might be interested in because that's kind of the whole point of this podcast is is musical exploration. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, the thing that we're alluding to, if we haven't said it uh, on the pod, is that we we agreed between the two of us to not do albums that are certified bangers like we're not yeah, like we're not do, doing like, like we're not doing beatles back in black beatles. yeah we're not doing yeah, the beatles we're not doing back in black we might do like a deep a deeper cut of like acdc like something that yeah. came out in like the 90s and shit that like something like that yeah about but like yeah we're not doing like the albums, albums that we already know about yeah yeah we're not uh, doing led zeppelin one or two no. or three or four specifically four yeah specifically four um yeah we're not doing fucking paranoid like yeah leave it be so uh but so not I that mean, we won't do anything by any major right. holy shit massive but band there's nothing we can shit, say but... yeah nothing we can say that someone else hasn't already <clears throat> said um yeah. and if you've already been listening to us for an extended period of time you know we're great at talking so yeah there's just really no there's no <laughs> <Completely> reason <laughs> filibustering something that should take us a half an hour on each hour yeah. it'll take us three hours to do it and then it's an editing hell um, uh, i'm sure anything else on gasoline um no no not really i uh i'm sad i almost feel bad because i feel like i cut you off because you said it was like one of your favorites no gasoline is just um it's i just really really enjoy the intro and i, I think it's very cinematic but you're you're right like as soon as it kind of gets around like burn that gasoline it's like all right i'm done i'm yeah. gonna hit the next one yeah i think i think you know what 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 anytime that i hear that i think of that only because a place that i worked at always had like fucking uh the x on all the time and yeah. all i think of is that fucking cedar song get some gasoline and burn the hash down oh my god um, but yeah so that's all i that's all i thought about anywho what you anywho want. yes um this is a kind of one of those um so it's it's there's a couple on them on this album that are like this track where it, it's not that he is whining to me it just sounds whiny like he just the lyrics like his like lyrical i guess his singing really is a little it's like kind of sticky 
and it hangs on notes for a long time. And eh, there's just nothing really that like super sticks out on this on this song. Yeah, I got really big Red Hot Chili Pepper vibes. Like he sounded like he was trying to sound a little bit like you because you know how Anthony Kiedis can sound whiny and shit like yeah. that sometimes. Yeah. I definitely got that. Um nothing really not a whole lot to say about the Honestly. particular track. I thought it was pretty generic. Even the chorus was pretty generic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's I I don't want to say that they did it to fill up space because again, there's like 30 tracks and some, but um, it I'll say this much: if they went immediately from gasoline to like a stone, it would have been pretty weird because it's two yeah yeah I, I, I can songs. I can hundred percent agree with that I can hundred percent so agree with that. I mean if they put it together one of the longer tracks in this album just for that I mean kudos but uh, I mean. Nothing really much to say about it, honestly. I don't think anyone yeah. would be disappointed if, like, it didn't come up at, like, a... Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, so then we can move to Like a Stone. Yep. Which is basically the song. Yeah. It's it's just, like, it's the one. It's, like, it's the war pigs. It's, you know, it's the black dog of, you know, whoever, of, of any band. It's just, like, the one that people kind of know. Uh, the one that they come to see, and yeah, which is interesting because I, I, it's fairly um, like middle ground. It's like it's like room temp, you know? yeah. And like every other song, it's like you have you might have like a quiet intro or a, a quiet chorus and then a fucking or a, 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 a quiet verse and then a loud as fuck like banging chorus and this is pretty much like oh we're gonna go from 1a to 1b and yeah. then back to 1a yeah so what i like about this song is a lot to do with the composition like as a whole um where you're right it's like not super like extreme one way or the other but it's it's kind of like a not like spooky, but there's like a mystery to it because it's it's yeah, kind of yeah, safe instrumentally. Yeah, and it's like boom, boom. It's like it's like very simple, and you can almost again like a lot of my imagery is is derived from the music video. But even having not yeah, seen I didn't it, watch any of the music. Good, didn't good, good, good. Um, you should now that you're you're free to do so. Uh, Cause I think a oh, lot of the, <laughs> you may do what you want on your free time. Now I, I command that, Bless. but um, you definitely should. Cause I, I think a lot of their, their videos are perfect for the songs that they're yeah. portraying. But um, this one in particular, like it, it definitely gives me impressions of like a relatively big, but empty house and just kind of moving like from room to room. Ooh, I don't like that. That's so that's the imagery that I get though. It's very yeah, like yeah, no, it's kind of like spooky and like it's, yeah. it's this guy like trying to like, you know, he talks a lot about like on his deathbed. He's he's basically or deathbed. Deathbed's weird. Death I don't think, bread. Oh, <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta be making that anytime soon. Or... I'm gonna be getting that. Yeah. <laughs> on his deathbed, he's basically making making deals with you know any god or demon that can save him from dying, and like he doesn't care who it is as long as he just is like rescued from this thing that's kind of consuming him Oof. and how, but he's just like very calm about it. 
there's like no desperation in the song really, but the words that he's saying are extremely desperate. And I just think that's really, really interesting. Yeah. yeah um, it's almost like, uh, I think a more, uh, a modern equivalent would be like Lazarus by. Yeah. Where yeah. It's, like, it's, it's almost, it's almost like, I don't even know how to say the word properly, but like re- resignatory. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but it's also interesting that he's like, you know, he says things like, you know, the or uh, on my deathbed, I will pray to the gods and the angels like a pagan to anyone who will take me to heaven to a place. I recall I was there so long ago. The sky was bruised. The wine was bled. And there you led me on. And then the chorus is in your house. I long to be room by room patiently. I'll wait for you there like a stone. I'll wait for you there alone. Yeah, it, it's like very like solitary yeah, and like yeah, it's sad. Dark. It's dark. It's dark but, without it being like maliciously. Dark, yes. You know, it's dark without trying to be dark. And the other thing that is kind of interesting to me is that there are like five different versions of this song that are so subtly different. Really? That you can get most of the way through it without realizing that it's a different song hmm. or a different version of the song. And it's it's all basically how he does vocal runs during the chorus. Yeah. And specifically, like the verse that I just read, the deathbed, I will yeah. pray verse. Yeah. Because um, I had one that, you know, I may or may not have gotten without paying for. And <laughs> uh, my buddy bought the album, and we were listening to basically two different songs. Because wow. whenever it would like come on the radio and it would sing along, like he would do the thing that he knew was right, and I would do the thing that I knew was right, and it was two oh, totally yeah, different I things. Definitely, I've definitely experienced that. Yeah, definitely experienced that. And then you're just like, no, you're listening to the wrong version, and they're you're like, right? no, you're listening to the wrong version. And then, and then the thing with like the infuriating thing about Chris Cornell is like he would do you know studio like live in studio versions or whatever, and he would do it live in concert and those are two different versions too so now there's four versions floating around that you you can kind of glom onto and be like oh that's the definitive one like i like that's the oh one that, yeah um yeah no i definitely have a couple couple tracks that are like that and it's like i can't find like i can find them on youtube but i can't find them on like spotify or any other streaming service and it's just like me sitting there listening to the version that is still similar but not the one that i know or like uh-huh. and i'm just like bopping my head with like yeah. a scowl yeah, it's like, exactly. it's like, this isn't correct, but it's still good. Um, and then whenever after he passed, I think, I think it was Prophets of Rage. They were doing a a, a set at uh, Rock and Ring or Rock and Park. Yeah. And System of a Down. I don't know if it was System of a Down or just Surge, but either way. The point being that Serge was also there at that at that venue, so they had him yeah. come out because Serge and and I guess Chris Cornell were like, I don't want to keep saying his whole name. I just don't want to make it seem like we were like cool. So I want to be a little bit respectful. It but... Yeah, it's not like you're talking like I mean I say Tom Morello. Yeah, I just not because we're fucking called Tom. Yeah, that's because <laughs> there's so many fucking Tom. MySpace Tom. Yeah, MySpace Tom. Um, the but anyway, Serge came out. Same room. No, I'm just saying it. Uh, worth looking into. <laughs> Um, but Serge came out and did he they did vocals for this track. Uh they they did like a rendition of it since I mean Prophets of Rage, like the entire the entire like musical portion of that band is again Rage Against the Machine. 
So they did uh, they did the song and Serge sang it. And like the way Serge sings it is like amazing. Yeah. So it's just like this is just a song that I think it's extremely versatile, um, mostly because the groundwork is laid in in the musicality of it, but also yeah. just like I think the emotion behind it is, is something that like even if you're being like a melodramatic teenager or like you're in your 20s and you're a little bit bummed or you're like even in your like yeah. 60s and god forbid like you've lost your significant other like there is just something in this song that you can kind of identify to and it's always kind of the same emotion but from different realities and i think that that is something that's really versatile and something that's really going to carry this song for a while i think long after people have forgotten that this band existed they will still remember this song yeah yeah which which is interesting because i think um my listens through these last couple of weeks or the first time that I've ever heard it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I, anytime that like I, I search this album, it's like Cochise and like, I am the highway yeah. are the ones that pop. Yeah. Up. Yeah. It's definitely like those, those are too big. That's so weird to me. Cause I, I always long assumed that this was like, this is the one man. Um, yeah. I mean the video, it's a black and white video. If you couldn't already kind of, assume yeah i could i could i could kind of get that if there is a music it's i'm how many tracks don't have a music video uh <laughs> it's i mean i know that Cochise has one show me how to live has one uh like a stone definitely has one i think set yeah. it off has one um and i think that's it so i mean not not so many but it, like they definitely yeah i mean this was also to the front 2000s half. when yeah. we were doing a shitload of music videos was actually still a good approach yeah for sure um did you have I anything did like else his, I, did, I did like his uh morello's solo on the album I yes cool. um this is like one of the most tasteful tracks i think where he just like actually yeah. plays guitar <laughs> yeah yeah because sometimes I, I talk about it on the rage episode like his solos are more here's a bunch of new weird shit i learned how yeah. to do on the guitar yeah. but this one is the only one that actually is like he's like i'm still going to make make it morello but yeah. i'm going to at least make it a solo and then uh the only other thing that i have to add looking at my notes here it's like so the chorus to this song mm -hmm. infuriates me really because it sounds a lot like another song that i know and i can never fucking remember what that <laughs> song is and that it, so it's nothing against this song it's just like how he goes like that that, that like yeah like, oh, da, da. it sounds so much like another song that i know and the fucking worst part is, is that i don't know which song came earlier so i don't know if that song's ripping off this one or if that's you know not that any not that even if it is coincidental because fuck there's only eight notes on a fucking music scale right uh, it's kind of hard not to repeat some stuff but that's infuriating to me and just a just as a personal note <laughs> no i that's i mean hey completely there's a lot there's a lot of music that i've been listening to like that's been coming out recently and like i'll, I'll, I'll listen to it with my brother and we'll listen to it at the same time and be like no no stop it i've heard this before like it'll be like a brand new album or a brand new song like a single that came out like the day that we're listening to it and i was like no no this is definitely like the pre-chorus to an evil song or, like, oh yeah and then it, did you, ever, like, <laughs> you do like mashups in your head where yeah you start singing the other thing over top yeah. just to prove a point to the other person and she's yeah. like no and fuck it's like, you it's the, the same, same song <laughs> yeah. i did that um 
to my buddies in college because they were both like they were kind of like and not that i'm like an elitist in that way sure. but they were both very into like um well they were listening to a shitload of metallica right which is fine okay yeah love metallica but uh, for whom the bell tolls, you know, at the end where it's like, I was like, dude, that is fucking fairies wear boots. That is the end of fairies wear boots. And they were like, what do you mean? I'm like, listen. And then I put on fairies wear boots. It's like, I'm like, it's the same fucking thing, which makes sense because they were massive Black Sabbath fans. But yeah, I do that shit all the time. So, yeah, set it off. Set it off. A banger of a track. Yeah, big I fan. I, 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 because I do, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, they do. They do hit you. This is a very heavy Tom Morello track. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, everybody kind of gets theirs at some point. Uh, this is, song, I'm going to let you keep talking about it because this is not a song that I love. I don't yeah, hate uh, it. I don't hate, I don't like, I even put in the notes, a lot of lead up to the chorus. <laughs> yeah. Um, the chorus is ba- is a banger, but like, I don't know, something about, the imagery is cool. It's it's definitely talking about um, a uh, person starting a revolution or a riot of mm-hmm. some sort. Um, again, with the pseudo-religious lyrics and whatnot, but the whole... Uh, like as he's dying, his last words were "fucker set it off" or "fucker yeah. set it off," you know. And it's just like he was—he was a martyr sort of thing, which is a very dangerous thing. Like it's a very heavy subject without it sounding heavy, um, it, it, lyrically, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was just taken aback because uh, I w—I wasn't expecting that on this on this album. That's fair. Yeah. There's they—they they definitely keep you guessing depending on on like from track to track it's totally extremely different it can be anyway um and especially coming off of a song that's like so memorable like a like like a stone that it set it off which is just like a yeah. revolutionary call to arms oh yeah yeah 100 percent. it's it's very uh i feel like it almost sounds like as i breathe into the mic like <laughs> uh it definitely sounds like uh, the, the members of Rage kind of took the took the lead yeah. on this one. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know. So, some of the tracks on this album definitely sound like um, certain people were writing them and certain people weren't lyrically, at least. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Like bands do that all the time. But this is definitely one where I'm like, oh, yeah, the guys from Rage were, were doing this. And that's not saying that Chris Cornell wasn't of the same mindset or anything like that. Fuck, he could have written them. I don't know. Uh it just seems more ragey yeah i mean it's there's definitely like probably and i would say that this is there's there's been a lot of shouty tracks so far i mean there's a good amount of yelling and coaches and show me how to live and everything but this is probably the first track on this album that i would describe as angry yeah and 100 as a result it's the only track that he cusses i believe yeah um probably that sounds right um yeah, so I would say, I mean, definitely this is def- this is a big, heavy, uh, heavy rage song. Yeah, um, yeah. But they, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really have too much more to add. I think that's... If it, I was, if it didn't stand out to me as much yeah. as it did with the beef, big and beefy chorus, yeah. uh, it definitely would have been a uh, filler track for me. But that yeah. chorus stands out so much. Yeah, I, I think I always think this is going to be a different song. 
whenever I find it. Like if it pops up on like an auto generate like playlist or something like that, I always think that it's a different song because they have they have another song that's like son like it's musically like it's very similar. Yeah. And it's much deeper. And I'm like always a little bit this is like the alpha version of that track. And then I'm yeah. like, uh okay. I mean like I'm not gonna turn it off because it just has that noise where you're just like, I mean I I wouldn't have picked it, but I'm not gonna turn yeah. it off either. Yeah. And that's pretty much how I go about it. That's fine, man. Everybody has their own ways. Everybody yeah. has their own ways. So then Shadow on the Sun. Yes. Um this is a track that's pretty sad. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah, kind of yeah, it's I a bummer in a good until way. I read, until I read the lyrics. I didn't get yeah. that until I read the lyrics. Um this is one of those tracks that I was kind of alluding to earlier where I was like, how how didn't how didn't we know yeah. that he was that he was so sad? Like and not to suggest it's depression and sadness are the same thing. But you know, how did we not know that he was so depressed? like um staring at the lost looking for a cause and never really sure nothing but a hole to live without a soul and nothing to be learned i mean I, I can tell you why people go insane and i can show you how you could do the same i could tell you why the end will never the end will never come i can tell you i'm a shadow on the sun yeah um the only thing I don't love about this song is is the the end, where he does where he does that like, uh, you know, trademarked kind of growl scream. Yeah, yeah. I felt I thought it was really out of place. Um, maybe once or twice, one whole line would have been like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, not, that, that, like that's that anger coming back. Yeah, he, he does, does it. it. He does it for quite a quite a bit. Uh, he he says it. Yeah, nine times. So, uh, other than that, I just it's just one of those songs where it's like I'm sad, but not so sad that I'm going to listen to like a pop sad song. I'd like some yeah. artistry here. I'm going to listen to this song. Yeah, and it's so big and beefy, and it comes, and the 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 rest of the music comes out and hits you in the face. So it does kind of overshadow how how dark the lyrics are with like the big like you know typical Tom Morello mm-hmm. big riffs. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This is um. This is another one where it's like kind of it's like a it's a deeper cut, and but it's got a lot of substance to it. It's um, yeah, it reminds me of another song that they did, or I guess another song they did reminds me of this song. Cause it came later. Yeah. Um, but it was off of, it might've even been a Soundgarden song <laughs> that they did. Cause they, they were Soundgarden released that album and like, 2016 or something yeah am i wrong about that did that happen uh i know they came out with something as like a not like a reunion album but like hey we were we're back yeah there was a 2012 i think it was been maybe it was been way too long i don't know it reminds me of another song that soundgarden wound up doing um that it's kind of like tonally it's it's basically like not the same track, but it's basically the same track. Um, 
And so it's another one of the situations where I always think it's the other song, and I'm like a little bummed that it's this song, but I still kind of like this song, so I end up finishing it out. But like you said earlier, like just bobbing my head with like kind of a mean look on my face. <laughs> it's like I like it, but I hate it. I hate that it's yeah, this, yeah. but I like that it's still okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, exactly. Uh, it, certain, I like the track. Um, specifically for the atmosphere, I think it's like musically one of their more interesting tracks mm-hmm. on the album um and then i like during the verses the guitars doing uh there's like a second guitar track that's doing this like ticking sound i think he's just like like you know like mute picking a bit yeah but it just creates this like sense of unease because it's it, there's just like this constant like that 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 like just like right in the background you can almost like barely hear it and it's just throughout every verse like i don't know I kind of yeah. like that whenever they do stuff like that. No, they definitely, they do. And this is a thing that he's done basically his whole career, right? He'll do like little tricky stuff to kind of throw your ears off. Yeah. Um, where it's like, if it doesn't, it sounds great. But then like the minute you know, it's like the arrow on the FedEx trucks. It's like oh, the yeah, minute you, you notice it, it you, can you can never unhear it. And, but it's still, it's like not just like a gimmicky thing. Like even after you've heard it, it adds another layer. So like where you identify that like it's it's a thing that they do to make you feel uneasy. Oh yeah. Um, still works, man. I don't yep. know if that's placebo effect or whatever, but it still works. I don't know. I don't know. Um, um, I am the highway. Yes. So this is this is the track I was talking about when okay. I, right. when I was. Uh, when I was a junior in college, I thought it would be a good idea to, I, I had an opportunity, I'll say. I looked at all of the possible classes I could take, and I, I saw an opportunity where I would go to class from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I didn't have class on Tuesday or Thursday. And I took that opportunity because I'm an idiot. And if you are listening to this episode and you were in college and you get this same opportunity, I beg you for your own health, babe, do not do this. Spread that shit out. Because what's going to happen is you're going to stay on top of your work. You're going to be a good boy or girl. You're going to do everything. You're going to get your A's. And then midterms are going to come. And you're going to have 15 hours of midterms on the same day and if you're like me and you're doing a a humanities major uh, I didn't really take tests I wrote papers so the way that this kind of culminates is um, for midterms in this year I had to write about (laughs) I had to write a small book, basically, altogether. I think it was something like it was three papers in a presentation, and I had to give. So it was two presentations. One class had a paper and a presentation, but that still counts as one of the presentations. And then everything else required like at least a 20-page paper. So, uh, and what kind of made it even worse was that all of my professors decided to be like the cool professor and was like, hey, by the way, we're going to do midterms early so that you have time to do all your actual midterms. But all five of them did this. Yeah. So it's like a week. Everybody's like having a good time. 
everybody else, especially like at, at IUP, everybody's like chilling because it's like the last week before you got to hunker down and like not see your friends for a week. And I'm in hysterics, like constantly elevated heartbeat, like sweating in the middle of December or like the early December. Like it's just, it's, I'm like seriously like terrified every week. I'm getting like three hours of sleep and trying to like write, study, and research. It's like terrible. It's like that fucking, uh, that video that like skater dude or something like that where he like, he's like, dude, I am like not having a good time right yeah, now. Yeah, that's exactly like a peace yeah. sign. Yeah. It's exactly it, dude. And, um, I, I think I only listened to two songs for an entire week and add to the fucking psychosis, you know? Yeah. And one of those songs was, I am the highway. And let me see. The other one was also an audio slave song. So I could just kind of go back and forth. Um, It was, I am the highway and be yourself off of the next album and because it was like i don't know what it was it was just like like the perfect like tone the beats it was the only thing that was like keeping me calm yeah so unfortunately every time i hear this song it kind of takes me back there but the other side of it is that like i owe this song a lot because i mean Obviously, like I'm here, I'm good, but I did wind up in the hospital at oh the end God. of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, I genuinely like I was I had like this crazy like I got so hot and I started to get like it, it wasn't like chest pains. It, it, it felt like somebody just like punched me really hard in the middle of my chest. So it almost felt like still not like, good, like a surface level bruise kind of thing. But then the kicker was. I did kind of lose feeling in my left arm. Okay. So I was like, I should probably do something about it. So I like literally, like, I, I was sitting down panicking because like I'm sweating. My jacket's open. It's in the mountains. Like if you're listening to this and you're not from like the Pittsburgh area, which, hey, thanks. Also, like Indiana, Pennsylvania is in the mountains. It is cold all of the time. That's like a hallmark of this area. Like it's just snowy and cold and garbage all the time. When it's in December, when everybody else is like kind of winding in to like Merry Christmas time, it is like gray and four degrees outside all the time. Fahrenheit, not Celsius. And I my jacket is like wide open. I'm basically down to like a t-shirt in the and I'm fine. Like it's not like it's a little chilly. I don't feel a thing. I am fine. Yeah. Which is not good. And I'm like sitting in class and I'm waiting for the teacher to like because I knew all we had to do was just hand in a report. And, but you had to like wait for the dude to do the whole thing. Like get, go through his cadence and then be like, okay, you can turn it in now. If, I'm going to keep teaching, but if you want to go home, I understand. He sat down and was like, okay. I jumped up, basically threw my report at him, like a 25 page report. And I was like, deuces. And he said some off color thing as I was leaving, but I was like, I don't care, whatever. Um, I ran, not walked, ran to the student medical center where they proceeded to give me two Tylenols. And I was like, that's not helpful. (laughs) They're like, well, we're not trained nurses yet. So we can't actually do any nurse shit, but we can call the hospital for you and like get an ambulance here if you want. I was like, I'm in college. I cannot afford an ambulance. So one of like the older ladies took me to the hospital, which was like maybe like a five minute trip down the road. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I got there into the hospital at like 9 a.m. I was, uh, they did like an EKG. They took blood and everything. They gave me these sweet painkillers. Um, so you actually were exhibiting enough symptoms for them to actually do the test, right? Yeah. And just be like, you're fine. Chill here for a minute. Calm yeah. down and then go. That's a, yeah, exactly. It. And they were like, well, I mean, all this stuff is up, but other than like, there's nothing physical. So it, it really was just me having like a crazy panic attack. But they were like, it's it's nothing physical. And like, they took enough blood that I guess like actually slowed my heartbeat down because there was like more space <laughs> for the remaining blood to go. Yeah, science. And I, I sat there and I watched I watched Bubble Guppies. I don't know if you're familiar with the show. Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar. It is I've like- I've definitely heard the name before. It is like, like a Caillou-esque like children's show. Like this is pre-K stuff. Oh my God. But the like the room that I was in, they lost the remote and it was like nothing but like little old Italian ladies that were nurses and they couldn't physically reach the TV that was like attached to like the corner ceiling area. <laughs> so I sat like, this is a, my hell. Yeah, this is exactly. So I'm like 20 or 21, I think. And I'm watching bubble guppies for like seven hours. <laughs> it was so much time. <laughs> I got out at like three, I think just enough time to uh no it wasn't quite that I, I think i was there until like 1 30 or something like that because i remember like they were talking about well we got to send like a, a somebody from the school to come pick you up or whatever and i was like yeah. i mean do you do you have to and they're like well we don't have to but it's like it's december bro and you're leaving the hospital what are you gonna walk back to campus and i was like bitch i might and i did <laughs> the walk uh, might do me good you don't it know. might yeah really i was like i think this is actually like not uh a bad idea so like i gave him like 30 bucks or whatever it cost and i and i walked all the way back to campus i went and like ate lunch but i still like was listening to this song like the entire way there and that's like a super long story to tell you that i love this song in a in a deep and dear way to the point where like i'm not even like super sure it's like almost not even just like a it sounds like it, was, it sounded a lot better in my head before I like went to go say it out loud. And I was like, that's a dumb thing to say. I don't say that, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's like almost like not a song as a song. It's like a song is like a necklace or like something that you would like wear as okay. like a comfort blanket kind yeah, of a no, thing. No, 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 that's, that's completely fine, man. Um, I definitely have, have, have a few things. I, it's like I have a whole album that's like that. I, it's on the list that we'll get to eventually. So you're going to hear me talk a lot about that one hell yeah but no i mean that's what that's fucking music man that's what that's the point of it if it's not hitting you in a certain way if if every once i'm not saying that fucking every goddamn thing every time all the time has to but if a track doesn't hit you like that once in a fucking blue moon at at least you know that's that's part of the human experience in my and that's the point of music is to make you feel something yeah no i mean like that's that's definitely fair i just i i do think it's kind of funny i don't i don't think it was like the lyrics or anything special i just think that it was just like um the combination of what yeah through on top of like i identify with this song on such a visceral level at this moment that it mm -hmm. is now a part of me yeah yeah i think that's probably the best way to definitely put it yeah um i, 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 I <laughs> kind of like hogged Hog that twenty minutes of airtime, but did you I have? No, you're fine. Um, 
it, like in in um so not i was going to say in the same vein not in the same vein as as what you went through but i think lyrically it's the best track on the album yeah um musically it's solid but it's a more it's musically more subtle and i think that's on purpose to push the lyrics forward uh, yeah i would agree with that because it, it because is definitely it, like a message heavy song yeah exactly exactly and that's pretty much all i have to say say about it the and uh, i can't really top anything that you said but i do mm-hmm. really like this track uh um, and 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 i do think that that it it's mixed in a way on purpose yeah. to yeah. to make the vocals out in front of the rest of the of the music which isn't how the rest of the album is yeah i'm just i'm just kind of giving it one last read to see if i can identify something um I don't know. I think if I have to put something to it, it might just be this idea that like he is stating and I guess if you want to use it in like royal terms, be like, you are bigger or he is bigger than the immediate what you see from him. Like he's not the rolling wheels. He is the highway itself. You know, he is not a carpet ride. He is the sky in which, you know, everything kind of it's like he is more instrumental he's bigger than everything yeah um which i think is is kind of it's like again like kind of a pseudo like almost like 300-esque kind of idea of like this just personal like i'm the stop you like don't know exactly what you're dealing with here and like you think you've got me but you don't even have the beginning of me like there's nothing you understand with the situation that should let you come to the conclusion that you've won oh yeah. yeah which is kind of uh kind of badass but again in like the kind of sad way that he sings it yeah um definitely agree with that and then moving on to exploder yeah yeah what do you think about that track um this is the song that i now that i'm looking at the lyrics this is the song (laughs) um this is what i always think uh set it off is okay it's actually exploder because it's it's um it's the last thing that he says where there was a man who had a face that looked a lot like me. I saw him in the mirror and I fought him in the street. And when he turned away, I shot him in the head. Then I came to realize that I had killed myself. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think I might have to mute my mic and and listen to them next to each other. I think they might even, do they sound similar? I think so vaguely, honestly, like Loki, and I might cut this. Sometimes I will uh, like mute my mic and then quickly like, <laughs> listen to it, at least like the, I'll skip yeah. like you know a minute or two into a track just to like refresh my mind yeah. on what it's about. Yeah, but uh, yeah, go ahead and do that, man. Okay, sounds good. Uh... I'll do the same. Okay, yeah, these are. It's basically the same song. Yeah, it's part, it's part one and part two. Almost, yeah, essentially. yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess if you want to think about it in terms of that, whoop, um, it's part one and part two. Uh, but it's always it's the what I read that always stands out to me because like it kind of calms down there for a second. Um, he does like a weird scat man thing too. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. 
you know, um, yeah, it's just a really kind of interesting story about, um, it's just like, I don't know if it's like self-sabotage or just a more surface level of him, like from an out, like if he looked at things that he's done objectively, like he would hate himself, um, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Again, it, I mean, it's a fucking. It's a. It's. It sucks because like how many fucking artists that write that are the the lyrical, uh, forerunners in their bands write songs about suicide. Yeah. And yeah. and that's why like if he didn't do that would we be looking at some of these songs the same way? Because even in the second verse, there was a daughter of a man who took his life too young. She swore she'd never do the same, then just did what he'd done. You know, it's like, if he didn't do that, yeah, I don't know. But like some of the, some of this stuff is just like kind of coming out and, and kind of hitting you in the face of like, it was so blatant, you know? Yeah. But, you know, how many... Yeah, how many how many artists write shit like this and are just fine, completely fine, you know? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely fair. I mean, I remember um, the night that it happened. It like because that was a period of time where we we were losing artists like left, right, and center. Yeah, that was and, like from from twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen. Is right? He he died in twenty nineteen, right? Uh, God, I wish it wasn't 2020. No, it was like 2019. Those three years were fucking rough. Was it really just 19? I think it was 19, 2019. Fuck, dude, I thought it was 18. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, Jesus Christ, 2017. Yeah, I was gonna say it was a long. I thought it was. I thought it was a lot sooner than that. It was a long time ago because I, yeah, like at that point, like we're saying, like we were losing people like crazy. And yeah. after a certain, like a little bit, you kind of like, it sucks to say, man, but like when it just keeps happening, you get numb to it, man. You get There's, real numb to it. It happens. And, but, that's, that's the human body. But man, whenever, whenever I like, I woke up that day and Chris Cornell, I was like, God, like that really like, and it's, it's honestly like almost disrespectful for me to like say but it's like it ruined my day man like yeah it went from like having no effect on me basically being like oh that's a bummer r.i.p man to like god like i'm legitimately upset like i like i had plans to hang out that i ended up doing it anyway but i was like a real shit the whole time i was like i just i don't know man and again like and it was i think because like the next year we lost mac miller or maybe two years later and it was just like and I, I didn't want to do it. I, in 2016, we lost David Bowie, which yeah. he was like in his 70s, but still yeah. he was kicking and screaming. Yeah. And it's just like, I didn't want to be that guy, but it's like now you, like whenever like a lot of my friends like were big, obviously Mac Miller fans, and like they were just super upset. It's just like all yeah. over Twitter and like they were all just like, I can't hang out. I can't do this. Like I'm just going to listen to like kids all day and like not really do anything and i was like now you kind of get an idea of like why it wasn't cool to be like making suicide jokes about chris cornell whenever he like i'm not gonna do that to you but like yeah 
you're right but it's like at the same time it's it's not okay for like any of his bandmates not that i think that i'm accusing them of saying this or if i don't even know if they have or haven't but to, for them to be like oh we just like we just didn't know and i was like you had to you had to yeah yeah and that's why like i mean of course i was that edgy kid in like high school and shit and 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 even in in early college and, and whatnot thinking that like oh yeah that stuff's like funny and, and and yeah and making fun of that and and in in a certain context it can still like as as shitty as it sounds it could still be funny because i i truly believe that that comedy right it needs to be it, it needs to be offensive to a certain degree for it to be funny but yeah i don't it like um that's just a little like side note on to that but it should never be made like I don't know, I I was just never that type of person that would be yeah. like, oh, why don't you go kill yourself, sort of thing. I never. No, for sure, that's always been like. A I would always thing. be like, I would make jokes about myself doing it, not. Yes. People. Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely, if you're gonna do that, definitely like self-deprecating is the way is yeah. the way to go. But to to your earlier point about it, Tom Segura had a he. I think he put it really succinctly when he was like, um. He his point basically about like offensive humor and stuff like that was it's funny because we know it shouldn't be funny like yeah it's not you're not laughing because you agree with it you're laughing because you don't agree with it yeah and like that's like it's a it's it is a shock thing and it is like poor form and kind of lowbrow but yeah the whole point of the comedy in that in that moment is that you obviously it's obscene and you don't agree with it and you kind of can't believe that it's being said not like a rah rah like i agree with you kind of anything yeah yeah like um, nobody wants to hear hear jokes about like oh hey how about plane seats you know they want to hear jokes about stuff right. that's going to make them think right. a little bit and like, yeah i mean you're laughing at it because of how fucked up it is yeah and there are a lot of comics that have come out of pittsburgh that do that like <laughs> Like oh, yeah, Anthony uh, Jesselneck being like, yeah, hundred yeah, percent number one. Guy. Um, and there's so many people that like don't. And I'm like, I mean, that's fair, but again, like he's not. He obviously like when you listen to him speak, like he's obviously like a very, like, I won't say he's very sweet, but he's like he's got a moral compass on him. He knows right from wrong. He's a yeah. decent person. He just writes these jokes, and uh, I mean, it's it is what it is, but. Um, Oh man, I'm gonna have to put like a thing at the beginning of this episode. I'm gonna cut this bit out. I'm gonna have to put a thing at this, like the the the, the subject matter of this following. Oh yeah, deals with suicide. You know. Oh dude, as long as we're cutting stuff out, I ha- I thought I might have to do that for the last one that we released. How do, how far did you get into that pod? Uh, I so so I'm still on the second episode. Okay. I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten to that one yet. Why? What? Did oh, you okay. Cut? No, 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 no. Because no, I'll no, send I you a draft. I can send you drafts. No, that's that, I trust your judgment. I was saying like for the we have fun one that you listen to. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I only got like I only got like uh fifteen or twenty minutes. Oh, like, okay, two, cool. Two so time. at the twenty-two minute mark on that one, we're talking about uh, Star Wars fans, and we we go after them hard, like every three episodes because it's always just something like star wars fans are the absolute worst fans on the planet like they're pumping out shit every other week it's kind of hard not to make fun of them oh for sure but we so there's another it's like kind of a running joke that i don't know it's not a joke i actually truthfully hate it but we always we record and then it takes like a month for things to get out so we recorded this album or this this episode back in february Right, like the day after the Mortal Kombat uh, 
trailer got released. Yeah. And we talked about um, Star Wars uh, fans and kind of how they they go much further than any other fan base when they don't like something or they'll like, yeah. so like their treatment of Kelly Marie Tran who plays Rose in uh, the second uh, sequel movie. Yeah. Um, she's like the mechanic that hangs out with uh, Finn. Yeah. And like, they despised her for like no reason at all. Like nobody ever gave a coherent reasoning for why they didn't like her character it was just they didn't like the Asian lady, so they, like, found out everything about her. They doxed her online. Like, she had to go into hiding. She got off all social media or whatever. And, I'm, and like, a reminder, we filmed this in February, not March, like, after, like, the mass shooting in the in the Chinese parlor, like, we, in February. Yeah. And yeah. we both were just like, you know what, Star Wars fans, just say you hate Asian people and keep it moving. And then Doug was like, honestly, they hate black people, too. The way they treated Finn whenever the first movie came yeah. out was god-awful. And I was listening to it and I was like, I can't cut it because if I cut it, then it's going to ruin the next bit that we do and the bit after. And it's like all a bridge sequence. Like it's, it all leads to one another. So I was like, should we just do like a thing? And he was like, I don't even know if we necessarily even have to offer a thing up because it's like, we're not saying we also hate, like, we're not joking about each other hating Asian people. Yeah, you're not promoting hate. Yeah. You're not promoting acts. You're just telling people to fess up. Yeah. So, and even if it was like kind of said in jest, but like also not really, because I mean, we got facts, we got, we got receipts. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's an interesting, uh, that was most of my Friday morning. I woke up at seven to get it all figured out and I didn't even publish it until 10 because it was like sitting in front of a, dra- a, a notes draft. I was like, I can't believe we're doing a notes apology. I can't believe we're yeah. doing a notes apology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pre-emptive oh shit. God. But anyway um yeah yeah it's uh expl- i i just i really do like the way that he kind of like it was a man had a face but in the whole time and then he does like the kill myself yeah i just yeah. he just turns it on man and that's that's what makes him special yeah, I feel like that track, uh, Exploder, gets like lost on the album, and it's uh-huh. it's a shame because of how musically and 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 lyrically good it is. Even though it is a, a very similar to Set It Off, but yeah. like you know, as much as you can imagine, that doesn't bother me that it's similar. Sure, yeah. Um, and then uh, so so getting into hypnotize. Yes. Yeah. So we are firmly in the back half, and I got to be honest. I could pretty much, if we had to trim some fat, I'm pretty sure it's all right here. Okay, uh, okay. That's just a personal opinion. I hate to, to paint with too broad a brush, uh, but I just no. Yeah. It's I, I I can I can definitely I can definitely agree, except for one track. Yeah. Um, but uh, hypnotize for me, honestly, and this is gonna because. Uh, it's the only song that sounds like a true blue. We already had this song written for rage. <laughs> oh yeah. And because like, I just don't think um, his, his sound or his vocals. Uh, I mean, those being the same thing or his lyrics kind of mesh really well with yeah. the rhythm of that song. You know, yeah. It's I mean, definitely more of like a rap rock type song. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I mean, even if you just read it, um, 
if you just read the lyrics, like just in your head or out loud, however you want to do it, um, but like you're listening at home, the natural, uh, the natural meter and like the, the, the cadence of just reading it, like it's just in poetic form and po- prose form or whatever, it very much sounds like a sung- song that was written by or for Zach De La Roca. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even if you just like uh, pick a song, pick a rage song in your head, just make it like uh, like like fucking Bulls on Parade or Gorilla Radio or something like that. Yeah. It fits. So yeah, I definitely think you got a solid you got a solid point there, Detective. I think you figured it out. Yeah, I got it. Got got my nose, nose <laughs> to the and my finger yeah. on that button. Um, but yeah, so that, that's it's disappointing to me because uh, it is a very like driving. It's 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 one of the more fast paced, most fast paced. I I don't I'd say song on the album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just it doesn't sound natural at all to me. Uh, yeah, it, it's it is a little disjointed, but um, and and it is a little bit like. It's a little, yeah, disappointing, I guess, lyrically. Um, just because you, I mean, we've already had, you know, I am the highway and, and like yeah. a stone. And I mean, even like show me how to live to a certain extent. And yeah. they're get they're giving us things like, uh, well, I know you got your problems. I see it in your eyes. But if you want to live to see the morning, give it up to your brother or you'll get a surprise. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I know that a lot of this is like how you sing it, not so much what you're singing, but yeah, it's that I, uh, yeah, it's, it's man. So it's get, that, it's that moving, moving on with it, bring them back alive. Yeah. Another slow it's jam. A cool title. I like, I, I don't know. Something about that title. Sounds, mm-hmm. sounds kind of cool. Yeah. And a, a more, more God imagery in this one. Um, yeah. Almost, uh, well, I, I mean, I hate to talk about every instance of losing wings as like Icarus, but uh, more of that. Um, it's just another kind of thing. I mean, I, I, I kind of already, you know, let the cat out of the bag <laughs> for how I feel about the back half. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's on the surface. It's just like... Uh, a dude who kind of uh, Michael Stipe and lost his religion a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I can see that. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. And this is one of my favorite tracks on the album. Oh, really? Yeah. I fucking love this track. I love this track so much. And I don't really know why. Um, I like that. It's very bass heavy and bass mm-hmm. forward. Um, there's very cool uh, sound effects on the vo- on the vocals during the verse, and the chorus fucking just is a b- 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 banger with a capital B A N G E R. I was gonna I was gonna misspell it for a second, um, but okay. yeah, it's, it's I like, just I figured out what this song reminds me of. This is like a mashup. Here we go again. Everybody get ready to t- take a shot or drink or whatever. This is like if Clutch and uh, it's like Clutch and um, I always talk about it and I never remember what it is. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up so that I don't have to ask you so you don't have to be mad at me for asking it again. It is. Um, so it's definitely like the song sounds like clutch 
Like it's it's um, okay. very like if that was on like Beale Street, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, son of a bitch. See, now we're holding up play. I'm gonna get a delay of game. Um, it is on. Okay. Planet Caravan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're thinking specifically because of the uh, like the vocal uh, chorusy kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, on the on the vocals, but um, uh, this is one of the few tracks to me, and I and I totally agree with what you're saying. It's one of the few tracks to me that they sound like they're having fun. Like okay. a lot of fun for some reason. Like even how like whenever he's like and I and I lost my way. Like he's like he's like we. I don't know. He's just doing like interesting stuff. It just sounds like they're having a lot of fun. And then like the the whole like oh, I am the virus. I don't know. I fucking love that chorus. Honestly, I misheard it for a long time. I for some reason um. <laughs> Uh, because I remember really liking this song back in the day, and then I completely forgot about it. And my first listen through, like you know how I say I listened passively the first time, um, I I heard it again, and I was like, oh shit, I remember this song. It's called "I Am the Mountain." Oh don't, yeah, I don't know why. Don't know why, because the, the the chorus doesn't even sound like he's saying "I am the mountain." But I remember like going back to like, <laughs> okay, no, there's definitely a song on this album called "I Am the Mountain." Um, but yeah, no, I, I I really like this track. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. No, that's there. that's fine. I think this is um, it's really really heavy, which I which I do like. Eh, I mean, maybe upon second review, yeah, it's not so bad. Just because I'm putting you on the spot. No, no, no. I I actually I did the mute re-listen for like five seconds thing. You didn't mute it though. Oh, I didn't mute it. No, you didn't mean it. <laughs> Sick. Sick. No, that's fine. It's fine. Uh, it was so garbled that you couldn't really like hear it, but yeah. Um damn. But yeah, I, I guess it's I guess yeah, I mean be, between if you start from Exploder and you work your way back, I mean, I do like Exploder. I don't mind this one so much, but it's definitely not any it's like a song that I don't remember exists until I have it in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do agree with what you're saying with the back half being like fairly skippable. Um, this is the only track on the on the later half that I think is really worth listening to and it and it sucks that they put it so far back. But maybe yeah. it was maybe it was done on purpose. I don't know. Cause then if they didn't do that, then pretty much from hypnotize on, you could just be like, and Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's fair. It's an interesting track because i think like if you're going to try to fill out the first half a little bit more like maybe move something a little bit higher energy into the back but yeah yeah you know their yeah, album they, not which ours is what they tried to do with hypnotize because it is high energy it just doesn't yeah. sound right you know yeah um but that's pretty much all i have to say about that i think the lyrics are cool and, and all that kind of stuff so so light my way i feel like we can kind of like speed round these last three yeah yeah i agree with you uh it's a great track but again it gets it gets lost in the album uh it's i and i say great track in that it's it's a solid track for the album it doesn't it's not really standout ish to me 
No. Yeah, I, it's the same thing. Pretty much same opinion. Um, we're, we're definitely back to songs that Chris wrote. Um, yeah. A lot of like, yeah. this is this and time metaphors. and Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, getting into a getaway car. Yeah. Mellow, like, like I called it a mellow alt blues track. It had cool vocal displays. He definitely does some interesting stuff with, with his voice, but I mean, that's Chris Cornell, and he's just kind of going to do that because he's he just, yeah, does those vocalist. things. You get a beagle, he's going to bark. You get Chris Cornell, he's going to do weird shit with his voice. <laughs> yeah. So what it is. Yeah. yeah, just like you got, uh, wow, I'm totally blanking on his name. Dude from Pearl Jam is going to Yarl. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I had it, and then Eddie Vedder. There Eddie Vedder. Yeah. yeah, Eddie Vedder is going to Yarl. That's why I do think I, I think I'm after this after we're done tonight I'm going to put Temple of the Dog on there because I've never Get listened him. to the album all the way through. Oh, like I'd enjoy it. It's good, man. It's so weird whenever you like put on any song that's not um, Hunger Strike. Hunger Strike, and they're like, yeah. "Whoa, this is, this is also like, this is Pearl Jam or is this Soundgarden?" It's both of them, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other? Any other thing on Getaway Car? No, it's Anything? yeah, it's kind of a. I and actually the last the, remaining. What's up? No, no, no. I was. I mean, you can. We can keep going because it's all the same point. But for the last remaining light, like I was making dinner, like we we're both texting each other back and forth, like I'm gonna be late. Chinese just got here. Like, don't worry, it's spaghetti. Still oh, cooking. dude, I fucking house that Chinese <laughs> food. Oh my god, I actually, I actually was like kind of rough at the beginning because I was like, I fucking ate too much. <laughs> Um, I was listening to the back half of the album because I was like, I know we're going to have to talk about it, and I don't remember what any of these songs sound like. <laughs> I do that a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, Last Remaining Light, I mean, I like it lyrically. Like, if this is just a yeah, poem. lyrically, it's great. Yeah, I really fuck with this poem. But everything else is just kind of like, eh. Maybe, maybe, and as a closer, it. dude, it's just not a good closer. Yeah. I really hate it whenever, and and it's it's a style, and I get that, mm-hmm. but I hate it whenever bands will close with a super deep mopey track. Don't close with it. Do you end a show with a super deep mopey nah. track? No, you throw that in the middle so that people can go get fucking beer. That's yeah. what you do. You there don't was end a... an album with it. You don't end a show with it. I'm sorry. Oh, dude, there was a period of time between like 2000 and. 11 and 2016 in like progressive like metal like especially in like the quote-unquote like gent kind of area yeah where it was super in vogue to end guitar solos on like a i I don't you'll have to forgive me uh i don't know what the actual terminology is but to bend a note up yeah uh and it is the most infuriating thing yeah, so like, you I wanna, might you never be able to, to end listen. on the home note. You yeah, end it on the home note. You you need that resolution, and they're purposely not doing that. There is a song in particular uh, by the band Periphery where they got John Petrucci to do a guest solo on it, and yeah. it's this like very big, and it's it you know it goes places. It really takes you some. It's just like this very imaginative. It's a I mean it's a Petrucci solo. Like you know it's it's gonna be amazing, and he ends it, <laughs> and he goes boo. And then it just fades out. And I was like, I'm going to put a nail directly between my eyes. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it's like uh, I was in a great mood. And now I fucking want to, you know, eat molten lead. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's all the things that I wanted, but it's rotten. It's, it's like an auditory, 
an auditory blue ball. Is that's what exactly is. what it is. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yep. So that's also what it's kind of like to end on a, on a slow song. Yeah, yeah. So it's so like I appreciate the lyricism for Last Remaining Light. I just hate its placement. Mm-hmm. So, but that's 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 it. Track by track for uh, Audio Slaves, Audio Slave from two thousand and two. What's your hot take? My hot since take since it was your album. Yeah, my hot take is maybe their best album, um, though maybe not my favorite album. Okay. Or I think that's the way I want to say it. Uh, right. From them. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. For them, definitely for them. Um, I, I still say that I, I, I always want them to be Soundgarden, and it's hard for me to reconcile that they're not going to be that, but it kind of as soon as I temporarily yeah. come around to the idea, um, it makes it a lot easier to, to kind of digest. I do kind of wish that we would have seen um, it, it, kind of be the dream that like the rage members wanted to be and that it was a little bit even harder than rage went but i'm happy with what we got because i mean for as much black we got as this album has like there are a couple just absolute certified just slappers on this one yeah Uh, yeah and they all they come fast and early too so it's not like you have to do a lot of waiting um i could listen to this album pretty much any time of year which is a rare category yeah, rare. for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it definitely isn't without its faults uh there are some stumbles lyrically there are some stumbles musically the i mean it's you have to make a little bit of a sacrifice here but pretty much everything on the back half of the album is uh leaveable yeah. I mean, there are very few. There are very few perfect albums. Very few. Oh yeah, For, and especially one that's fourteen songs. I mean, you're gonna have that. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna have more yeah. than a few. I mean, even on on what albums that have tra- the traditional ten to twelve tracks, like, yeah, you're probably gonna have three or four just absolute duds, and that's totally fine. That's par for the course. Oh yeah. So, the fact that I mean, you you could put if you made a ten album album like you put 10 songs together and made that an album off of this one I, it'd be pretty close to a perfect album and especially yeah. for an introductory album it's closer yeah. still so um, oh yeah that would be that would be a, an incredible debut incredible yeah. so i mean I, I and especially and i don't want to keep taking all your points that these are ones you're going to make too i don't want to say before no, you get fine. a chance to but like you, like you, you were do, saying do. like a lot of prototypical like radio rock alternative kind of like like that early aughts grungy alternative noise um because i mean again i don't think anybody can really nail down what early 2000s alternative is because no, it's it the was, same it was so everything. wide yeah it was, it was i mean at the same time we're talking about audio slave lincoln park is putting out you know hybrid theory and that's also yeah. alternative and they don't sound anything like each other yeah yep so um it's tough to kind of nail down it's very much like it's like what we just assume like in the late 2000s we're like oh it's just indie rock like what does that even i don't know what that means what is that you got got indie rock that's like three guys on their on their porch playing like acoustic and then you got indie rock that's like from downtown chicago that's like like semi that's essentially a punk band and yeah okay well um any any uh, lyrics, notable lyrics, particularly notable lyrics for you? Um, 
on the whole, I really do like the line, the the last kind of verse in Exploder. Um, just just kind of in the way that he says it again. Uh, it's all basically like the same verse, just in a different way. But just the the you know kind of seeing this guy everywhere that he hates and he wants to beat up until he realizes that he's looking in the mirror and he hates himself. Um, and also just in general, uh, I know it's a little bit uh, not the most difficult song to write in the world, but I, I do like the emotion behind I Am The Highway just because it's always things like friends and liars don't wait for me. I'll get on all by myself. I put millions of miles under my heels and still too close to you. I feel um, that's, that's, that's a lyric that even if I'm not paying attention, I always hear it. So yeah, no, that's uh, fair. That's fair. Those are, that's what's going on with me, bub. Yeah. How yeah, about no, yourself? I, I appreciate it. Um, a last thing, last, last thing for you. Favorite track. Favorite track. I'm the highway. Least favorite track. Least favorite track. Real Sophie's choice here. Um, I mean, (laughs) take your pick at the back end, but uh, yeah, no, that's fair. That's uh, probably all right. So let's let's say that uh, everything past hypnotized doesn't exist. We'll make it a little bit harder. Okay. Um, I would say in that case, what you are. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I I can totally agree with that. My my uh, so we're gonna go in the order that I have it yeah. written down. Um, my my favorite notable lyrics are the first uh, first verse of uh, "I Am the Highway." Yeah, pearls and swine bereft me long and weary. My road has has mm-hmm. been. I was yep. lost in the city, alone in the hills. No sorrow or pity for leaving. I feel yeah. I don't know something about that. Something about that just 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 was really cool to me, and particularly because it's like some of the more heady lyrics. Like yeah, he uses bereft. Yeah, that's always it's <laughs> always one of those things. Where like I know what that word means, but you don't find that in a song. So is he really saying that? Um, and again, it's like how he just kind of moans the lyrics out, like he's like a wounded animal or something, but he's oh, still yeah. going. Yeah. That's his, something his that always kind of spoke to me. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> That's he's like exactly Yarling, it. but he's he doesn't have like the voice to properly yarl, so he's like Cornell yarling. Yes, you know, which I'd argue is yes. his own style. Um, oh, for sure. So my hot take for the album is that the I like the lyrics. The lyrics all throughout are great. The music as is is fantastic on most of the time. And honestly, one of the things that I really liked about the album, and I wasn't expecting it, was that it just doesn't it, it doesn't feel. <laughs> It feels like a whole different band rather mm-hmm. than just Rage fronted by Chris yeah. Cornell, which I fully, after like learning that, um, after I'd listened to the album multiple times for the last couple of weeks, that was the thing that I really like was like, oh, wow, they could have just taken the easy route. Yeah, they could have. And they definitely made it different. And, and and I and I truly appreciate that. Um, there are some filler tracks, but I don't think there's any there's not as many filler tracks in my opinion than there are on some of the other albums that we've covered where I'm just like, I have said in the past, like, Oh, this is albums, 13 tracks. If you take three, you need to take three yeah. of them out like tens a solid. And then you have 10 tracks. I really don't feel that way. I know the second half is, is fairly like meh. Yeah. But even then comparatively to some of the other albums that we've done in my personal opinion, which is all this is about, 
um, I don't feel like even the weak tracks on this are weaker than some of the, or, or as weak as some of the weak tracks on the other albums that we've covered. Where I'm like, oh yeah, you can just take them out completely. I'm not saying that they still deserve to be there, and I feel like they 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 still, for the sake of the entirety album, they should be um, taken off. But right. these these weak tracks are compared to very very strong tracks. Yeah, you know. Yeah, contextually, it's mm. it's even a it's even in the context of these songs compared to those songs and like the environment that they're in there's still a stronger argument to be made for these songs than some of the other songs oh yeah 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 and uh my favorite track is it's a tie between bring them alive or set it off i they're really like tied for me there and uh, my least favorite is also what you are yeah it's just uh, i mean i don't know it, it just doesn't it's, it's just, fine and not feeling it not feeling it at all yeah. with that uh which which i thought it would be hypnotized and then i listened to it a couple of times uh, through again i'm like i know what you yeah. does not belong yeah uh i'm going to get a water real quick because yeah go for it all right okie dokie all right, so getting into it, Sound and Fury by Sturgill Simpson. Just leave me, let it happen, Twenty nineteen. I'm 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 so excited to, to actually talk about this. Um, which is is also making me nervous because I feel like we're going to be talking about it for just as long as yeah. about the yeah. last one. But we'll try to we'll we'll try not to. Um, luckily, there there's an instrumental track on this, which is the first yes. One. <laughs> um, yeah. How how fortunate. So I'm actually oh, I'm going to consider this your album because yeah, I put you it were on the there, per- but... you were the person that turned me. Did you put it on there? I put it on there. Yeah. Huh. I put it on there, but I was the one because I sent you Best Clockmaker yeah. on Mars. And I was like, yes. this sounds like clutch if yeah. clutch is like drink. And you were like, Oh yeah. And then I didn't I didn't hear back from you at all after that. So I didn't even know you liked this album. Oh my god. Because so it was like I was like, Yeah, I like this okay. This is fine. And then I found out that he was a uh, uh like a big time like sad bastard cowboy guy, and I was like yeah. Well, I mean let me see what the rest of the albums say. And I think I was like, Ronan's interesting. Cause I, yeah. I looked at like the, I looked at the track listing and I was like, none of these sound like country songs and no. clockmaker isn't a country song. Mm-mm. So like, I wonder what remember to breathe sounds like. And like pretty much the second I got to sing along, I was like, yeah. this is it. This is the album oh, yeah. of the year. I don't care what yeah. comes after, after this. This is the album of the year. This album. So I was I was a a uh, I'm gonna say a secondhand Sturgill fan. Okay. You know who actually turned me on to Sturgill Simpson? Kyle. Really? Yeah, because he was like, "You need to listen to this guy," and I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Cause he's a country artist that sings about fucking like aliens and shit." And I'm like, "Give me, give me." <laughs> and he put on Turtles All the Way Down, which is one of the lines yeah. in it. He's just like, you know, he's just like, "We're reptile aliens made of light. Cut you open, tear out all your pain." Um. But just so I got I and then I was like off and on with it because I think right after he showed me that um, a sailor's guide to Earth came out and I was like, okay, this is a little bit more like introspective than I thought it was going to be. So I kind of like and now I fucking love that album. Um, right so i was kind of like put off by it for a little bit and then a couple years later this fucking came out and my roommate Frank um 
did, did you see the Netflix thing for it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we saw that, and he was obviously, I can't smoke as much as I would like to, even though I used to be a massive pothead. Yeah. Um, but uh, Frank does. And so he was like, well, let's put this on. And I'm like, yeah, sure, dude. I'm, I'm here. I'm just hanging out. I like Sturgill Simpson from what I've heard in the past, you know, and this looks cool because it's like this anime samurai chick going right. through a post-apocalyptic wasteland with a fucking, like, Mustang. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. And I was just like, holy fuck, like, what is this? This is not what I thought it was going to be at all. And then I, uh, from that point on, I think I listened to this album twice a day in its entirety. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for like yeah. Three at months least. straight. And that's not an exaggeration at all. No, it's such like, there are, there are albums that are like easy to listen to. This one demands that you start it and finish it in the same setting. You can't skip anything. You can't. You can't. You can't. It's it's so so right off the bat, Ronan, which yeah. um I love the little radio bits in there because there's a guy in there that's very obviously Alex Jones, where he's like, There's yes. a global conspiracy. Um uh, you hear the engine rev. It's all because I so so I think the the general concept of this album is that each song, which is why they sound generally in the same vein but so different is because it's just different rate songs on the radio yes on different stations yes um, and i love that concept. again i i haven't been read i haven't i don't didn't read too much into it because sometimes that can ruin stuff you know what i mean yeah um but ronin is pretty cool because it's just a jam it is a fucking jam and it sets up the mood for the entire album um but i i'm, I'm skipping a little bit ahead i picked this album because it's so fucking cool and different and yeah. i feel like no matter what who you are or what you're into there's something on this album that you can fucking vibe to even if it's just ronin like if you skip the beginning and you just have that like that jam on loop yeah dude, that is a perfect like just have that in the background like at a party sort of thing just to keep things vibing for for bit. sure the, the, um, this is an album that i i tell everybody that i know to listen to when they ask for suggestions i don't ask like what they're into first so that i can get a proper estimate i just tell them like listen to sound of fury you're going to like it yeah you're yeah, just exactly. you're gonna there's, like it oh my god there's something on here for fucking everybody there's a disco um, track on here like there's, there's a disco track on ever. there's a there's a mopey <laughs> fucking i'm a i, I i'm a i need to be alone and i don't i don't yeah. like anybody track there's there's a i'm the I'm the best motherfucker in the world track. There's a space honky tonk track. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I have two notes for this entire album. One of them is on Remember to Breathe, which is yeah. just great lyrics, and then nothing until Last Man Standing, which is just in all caps, space honky tonk. <laughs> I think I was drunk whenever I wrote that down. Um, but yeah, Ronan, that fucking like, I saw him live and he was incredible live. Oh, yeah. Uh, for touring for this album. Right before I wanted to go to shut down show. right before right yeah. before COVID. Yeah, I yeah, went to yeah. that show. It was great. It kind of sucked because like he didn't have any uh effects on his vocals like he does yeah. on all the tracks here. So that kind of was like like ah oh, just throw just throw a little bit of the same effect. But mu- musically it was fantastic. Um, uh yeah, I'm sure they're pretty tight at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. So Ronin sets the mood for the entire album. It's just like that uh I don't know. It, it, the, the the drum right at the beginning where it's like do 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 yes it's just so badass oh it's so like mid-tempo it's like Mm -hmm. uh 
don't know, something about it. And then it immediately, it starts kind of building up as it goes on. Cause it's, it's essentially just a, a guitar solo. Yeah. Um, with a lot of, uh, with a lot of uh, effects and whatnot on it. And then it cuts immediately into each track cuts very harshly. Like you're mm-hmm. changing the station on a radio. Yeah, and I love that. A lot of like, cause it sounds, yeah, exactly. It sounds so natural while not being natural. Yeah. And um, it also and- allows him to like span entire genres seamlessly. Like, it's not like we were talking about in the last album where it's like, well, this kind of leads into this one, which bleeds into this one. And like, there, it'd be weird if they went from this track to this track immediately. So they have to put a filler in there so they make it not sound like this one is just like that. Nah, fuck it, different genre. Yeah, it's 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 neck breaks between tracks, which on any other album would be like super weird and whatnot. Because even like, I'll, I'll throw Devin Townsend, who's known yeah. for throwing like multiple different genres of songs on one album. Even even he'll have like a calm intro or like an intro to a song that's going to be vastly different. Not Sturgill. He's just like, no, fuck it. Immediately. Like there's static and then fucking the next completely different track. And then we get into remember to breathe. Ugh. Yeah. Which has some, some fucking. Oh, amazing lyrics. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's just another one of those, like what I think is really interesting is that there is this to me anyway, there is this like f- filter of like lo-fi vaporwave over the entire album, even though it does go like like from space honky tonk to disco to sad bastard cowboy music to like an actual just straight up country song. Um, but there's always like this kind of like pseudo like uh, what am I thinking of? Um, uh, the, 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 the one with Harrison Ford and he's hunting robots in the future. Oh, fucking Blade Runner. Blade Runner, yeah. It's like, God, yeah. This, this song is like, it's got like a real big Blade Runner feel to me. Yeah, because Blade, uh, Blade Runner is essentially a futuristic Western. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so it's just like, it's the idea, like, go out late at night just to see what I can find, stay in the shadows where the light don't ever shine having a one-way conversations with the darkness in my mind. He does all the talking because I'm the quiet kind. Yeah, that's such a good... (laughs) It's so sly. Like, everything... Anytime that I hear that particular line, he does all the talking because I'm the quiet kind. Like, I just picture, I just picture, like, Sergio, like, with this fucking, like, shit-eating grin because that's that's a very, that's a very clever line. I like that a lot. Yeah. But you're right about the whole vaporwave. I mean, this is, this entire album is a nighttime driving out. Yo, oh, yeah. It's a fucking car, uh, like, with a nuclear bomb going on it as the fucking cover. Yeah. And then there's the skull in the, in the thing. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like, looking at it now, it's like a big, like, angry, screaming yeah. skull, too. Um, you know, the, the it's just so good. And it, you know, uh, staying off the radar like a bomber on the run, do another lap around the target just for fun, staying yeah. quiet, keeping calm until I find the one, feel a wave wash over me when the deed is done. Like, it's very obvious what he's talking about. He's talking about, you know, cru- cruising for, for a, a prostitute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just like, the other word I'm thinking about, like, it's an album, and this is a song specifically, because this is effectively the first song on the album. Yeah. Um, it, this is an album that sounds different when you're listening to it at night. 
Yeah. But if you listen to it a day, it's like this is nice and like it's still really cool and oh, I mean, it fucking it like it, oh. it, it hit different. It do hit different. Though. Oh my god, <laughs> it's it do be hitting different at night. Especially like like sometimes, especially if you're on the highway, like mm-hmm. you're driving for a bit, it's it's, it's almost dangerous because he's like, he's like <laughs> just lay back, let it happen, remember to. Yeah. I almost like kind of want to close my eyes and just like chill, and I'm like, yeah. oh wait, I'm fucking driving. I can't do that. Because he's um, so cool about he's so mellow. Yeah, he never raises his voice. Like there's zero there's so much intensity in what he and how he says it because he says it in a, a slower, more methodic mm-hmm. plotting rather than like yelling it. He never yeah. yells. Um Yeah, and then going uh going right into the next one, sing along. Yeah, sing along. Like, oh man. Like I'm gonna do that for every track, just oh man. Oh like, yeah, I mean, because every song oh. is individually so goddamn good. Like yeah. Did he win yeah. anything for this album? Did he did he win a Grammy? Let me check real quick. Because he should have. He fucking should have. And he's popular enough. He's he's just barely mainstream enough. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Sound and Fury Awards. The album was nominated for Best Rock Album at the 63rd Grammy nominations and on Apple Music ranked at number three on Country Shards. This makes Simpson the first artist to ever be nominated for both rest, Best Rock Album and Best Country Album by the Grammy oh, Awards. There you go. It doesn't say he won anything which is a fucking tragedy yeah well i mean all that shit's bought and sold anyway but this oh, yeah. uh yeah 100 this this was the album of the year for 2019 or 2020 oh, if it? it came out late good. enough good it should have been it should have been uh, it's just like there's not a bad moment on this album like yeah, every no because <laughs> and especially with how like how 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 more like cool and laid back remember to remember if i can yeah. remember to breathe was and then immediately just like yeah. going into the sing along which is like you know definitely a more of like a and you have those like guitar parts it's like like yeah. he throws in very stereotypical like country bits in there but it's not like it's so borderline country and it's honestly oh. like, uh, it's again with like, like uh, I fucking the lyrics, my god! Like, I'm not the like pop country, horrible shitty lyrics. Like the most derivative, oh my god, terrible, stupid, terrible. like Ford F one fifty rah rah Cummins edge of bullshit you ever heard in your life. And this is like, there's just it makes me kind of upset. Actually, it makes you really upset that, like, yeah, like he, Sergio Simpson has a, a a good amount of clout, like in the community, yeah. as being like a country artist's country artist. But the fact that he's not like more renowned uh, is is actually really upsetting. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of artists like that. Like, I follow. I think I have a couple couple different guys on there where it's yeah. like they're writing such good shit and they're getting next to no recognition except from the people that know know what's up. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's going to sound super like hipstery and like gatekeeping. I mean, but like, it's in every community. Dude, it's so like I fucking love like a person that I know that that is like a super big into like you know pop country and shit like that. I tried yeah. like shit, like well, have you ever had certain heard of Sergio Simpson? He's like, oh yeah, I think I heard like one or two tracks from him, and I didn't really like it. And I'm like, okay, okay then well, then I don't really know how to continue this conversation. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's it's the same thing in like the comedy community where it's like um one of like if you I guess ask any like notable comedian of I won't say yesteryear, but I'm gonna say yesteryear anyway. 
And you ask, like, who's the guy that should have always been much bigger than he was? And usually everybody says, like, one of three names, but the one name that comes up most often is Norm MacDonald. Okay, okay. I was going to say Bill Hicks, but, you know, I guess he was fairly prevalent in his time. But, like, Norm MacDonald is a dude that, like, he just gets it. Like, he just – he gets it as he breathes. Like, it's it's not a thing that he has to – he ever had to think about. He's just, like, a funny dude that has, like, natural comedic timing, and he just has a natural mind for, like, reading the audience like a fucking predator. Like, amazing. (laughs) But it's also the reason that, like, he got kicked off of a lot of shows because, like, it's the difference between, like, comedy – I forget who the hell it was, but they were talking about being on Saturday Night Live with him as like mm-hmm. a newbie. Yeah, and they were doing like a press thing for like the new cast of Saturday Night Live. Who I think it was Jim Brewer actually, and because you know he's fairly yeah. good at impressions. Yeah, and he was like, they they were talking to Norm, and they were like, "So Norm, do you go do you go back and you know do any pranks? You know, do you do anything to like the new guys to like welcome him in?" He's just like, "Oh, whoa, oh. yeah. Well, what we do is we we take him backstage and." And we fuck them. And it's like, like know how to respond. <laughs> and it's like, and that's the thing is that like he's got that kind of humor that's like super, super dark, and it like rolls like right off. But it's almost like so fast and cutting that you're like, wait, what? But he's also he also is you know famous for being Burt Reynolds on the the Jeopardy skits. <laughs> and it's just like yeah. it's all it's like yeah, it's it's funny hat. Big, it's a big funny hat. I'm wearing the hat because it's funny. Also, you need to call me Turd Ferguson from now on. Like it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's so but, stupid. Uh, yeah. So 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 well, basically, what we're saying is that Sergio Simpson is the Norm Macdonald of country. Yes, music. he's the Norm Macdonald of country music. <laughs> and uh, Jesus, um, God. Well, yeah, sing along. Um, just like immediately goes from like that that slow like vibe and remember to breathe just right into like a like a bum 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 bana bana bum like it, it, and, and it would be so jarring if they didn't do those like hard cuts honestly yeah. which you think would make it more jarring but it's it actually makes the transition easier which is also a fucking br- this album's just brilliant it's it's <laughs> it's, it's maddening cuz again like i have a thing personally where i i don't turn off songs I don't pause songs. I don't turn them off. I don't turn my car off if it's in the middle of a solo. I always yeah, let the fair. solo finish. I respect the shit out of that. Yeah. I always let the solo finish. Uh, even if like I'm in my driveway, I'm going to piss my pants. I'm going to let Slash go. I mean, even if it's November rain. Um, yeah. One of the worst moments of my life, I got stuck in my driveway during the beginning of Green Grass and High Tides. Oof. So uh, that was probably oh. the closest I've ever come to actually having my bladder explode in my body. I don't know yes. why it would explode out of my body, but it almost exploded in my body for hey, sure. Man, you so, never know. You never know. Yeah, you never know. But it's one of those bladders are quiet. We don't know what they're going to do. They do. They do. Um, and but this is like one of those things where like this album is like from head to toe. It's like I don't know where to stop it because I. It's one of those things where you catch yourself like 10 seconds ahead like you're looking forward actively to the next song on the album and if anything plays out of place you get all fucked up yeah exactly you can't stop it and then get back in your car later and turn it on and throw on spotify and then start it like three tracks in you can't do that you have to either 
not listen. You have to either not finish it or start it from the beginning. Yeah. I'm actually curious. I want to see if there's a way I can see how many times I've listened to this album. Hmm. That's interesting. Like on the Spotify. Um, so I, well, yeah, effectively I, I use uh, YouTube music. Cause I, I have to, cause I have a, I have a Google pixel. It's like a whole thing, but and I know, um, let me see. Uh, so it doesn't look like it shows that information anymore, which is a huge bummer. That is, a huge that is stupid. There's got to be a way to, to find it. it. Like the analytics data, they have data on you. Yeah, just for me. sure. It's definitely in the hundreds, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I'm trying to see right here. No, I can't. Can't really see anything right now. No, I'll look it up later. But yeah, yeah, definitely in the hundreds. Because, I mean, it's only a 40-minute album, so, like... Yeah, it's quick. It's quick. And that's what makes it so great, is that it, it nothing plods along. Like, let me see here. The the longest track is seven minutes, which is the last one, but that's a fucking jam. Like, yeah. you're not going to end that, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, sing along, just, like, kicking up kicking up the notch for the next, for the next couple of tracks. The lyrics are great. He, he's just such a good lyricist. Um, ha, uh, not really sure what this song's about outside of because it because the title's called "Sing Along." It almost makes it seem like it's not. Um, it's like a hey ya, uh, how he doesn't want you to really pay attention to what the lyrics actually are, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. Like single strand of a spider's weave, just dancing in the sun. Please don't turn around and leave. You're my, you are my only one. Compromise is made out of peace, but history is made out of violence. Mm-hmm. After the war, the world of the words has ceased. All that's left is the deafening silence. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can't go on living alone now that you're gone. You done me wrong, so here's your song. Now sing along. Like it sounds like a typical breakup thing, but I don't know. Is it just? Is it just him going through all the all the different ways of how rough that can be? I yeah, I, I, I've always kind of understood this song privately to be like, uh, well, not privately, but on my own without really any asking around um, to kind of be like, uh, do you see how upset you're making me like this is how mad this is, you know, this is my parting gift. To you no, no, no. This song is for you. So yeah. if you're so happy with this decision to leave, but you can go ahead and sing along with this song because this is what you've done to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh what the hell is that, that that one song where it's like, bet you think this song is about you, don't you? It's like an old oh, song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also a banger. Um, But yeah, great song. Music video for it. Like, I say music video, but like, you have to watch the whole thing if you really want to appreciate it. Or not, just listen to the album. It's great, but I highly recommend listening or watching the thing if it's still on Netflix or any I believe it is, yeah. Streaming media. Uh, going into the next song, a good look. Mm. So this, they just dial it up. This is one of the like oh, I think yeah. the only time this on the album, but um, it goes from like it's almost like a continuation, not really, but it's 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 not such a different tempo. It's faster. It's probably like double time, but it's not very different from the track before it. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 and. 
like it has a minute of intro a minute of yeah intro. yeah and it's it's i mean even in that intro it changes it shifts <laughs> yeah it shifts completely it's, it's it's almost like it's almost like that was uh like bumper it's almost like the minute before the track actually like before he starts singing is like bumper music mm-hmm. for like news like like npr or something like yeah. that which is like kind of interesting to think about and then i love like the like funky like oh BT yeah colin style bass was like boom, da, 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 boom, oh yeah it's very it's tower like got power. that like weird like pop kind of thing going yeah because it's not slap it's like the acid jazz kind yeah, of yeah fucking definitely oh my god it's so good but the lyrics on it are so great like the first the first the first verse is probably my favorite verse on the entire album dude same so, so we can just skip that bit at the end yeah like, yeah that for is sure my favorite bit on the, it, it maybe maybe I mean, we'll we'll talk about some other sets of lyrics, but like that, I don't know. Something about it, it's just so good. The star of David like, don't belong to David at all. He <laughs> borrowed it from Peter just so he could pay off Paul. But Peter copyrighted the star, and now he owns the claim. But a star is a, still a star by any other name. <laughs> and uh, I mean, the way that he moves from like that for so I this was this was the song that I got and I sold my mom on this album. <laughs> Because I know that she's like, so like in the 90s, like she would work out in our basement and she would listen to disco records because like my mom was like a big disco head. And I was like, if if I'm going to get her, it's going to be on this track. So I listened and she was like, kind of like grooving with it. And she goes, what did he just say about the star David? Oh yeah, yeah. But she was, she was completely fine with the the next verse. Totally vibing, yeah. And it's the way that he was like, like, I got 20 uh, or uh, in a couple severed heads in my bag. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I got a Socom Scout, 20 extra mags. Um, But it's just funny because the way that he says it is kind of like the grumbly, like, he's like explaining something. He's like, Star David don't belong to David at all. And then he ends with, like, but a star, still a star by any other name. But a star, still a star. And then he just, well, everybody. And it's the way that he kind of jumps up and almost like a, what's his face? He did the, uh, like the there's like all those like disney pixar movies it's it's like um the way that his voice just goes like straight into it and you're like damn all right we're going there now um but it's the idea that like everybody's looking for you know how to look cool but they're not worried about getting hit for being like dicks in public yeah yeah exactly and i actually even took that as a different meaning altogether is like really musically like everybody's worried about how they how good they look but nobody but they need to worry oh. about good like in a song so interesting we're too worried about how good they look but not about the music that they're making so that's, that's kind of cool that like we took that as two different things yeah then, yeah yeah you know and then instead of skipping straight to the last page of that old rationalization book, <laughs> which which man that is the, the fact that he could like fit that in yeah. and like still make it sound boppy as fuck in essentially a funk song is impressive. Yeah, I, I uh, there's it does get a little weird like with the SOCOM scout or whatever, but I do enjoy the end. Maybe you're closer to being right about the end, but um, he says, "Why are you getting pissed? Because we're getting discovered. Are you talking all this shit just to get on the cover? Well, now how are you going to eat when you're biting the hand? Well, you know they yeah. don't like it when you take a stand." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, enjoy I, it. So enjoy it while yeah. you can, and say hi to all the boys in the band. Yeah, because it's all over for now. Just a flash in the pan. Yeah. Damn. I mean, so he's got good. some. He's so he's good. awesome. Like, there's a couple of moments in this album. He's very uh, 
very critical of the uh, music industry. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm not that I'm like a big like a Joe Rogan fan because yeah. I, I I I'm I don't listen to it because I like Joe Rogan. I listen to it because I want the guests, to hear, yeah, like the guests. And he had Sturgill Simpson on a couple yeah. of times. Dude is so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. So fucking cool. Laid back Navy vet, like, didn't didn't start, like, writing music professionally until he was, like, in his mid-30s or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, he's, he's like, almost 50. At this yeah, time, he's up there, man. Which is wild. There's a guest that's also another country artist, and I can never remember who it is. Um, but when I say this, you might recall. He has this theory. So I guess he and Sergio are boys, but for a while they weren't talking because this guy has this theory that um, – Wheeler Walker Jr., Wheeler Walker Jr. That Sturgill is a government hitman. Yeah. And that every time he visits a foreign nation, a leader dies. Yeah. You want to be really mind blown? Hmm. Uh, Wheeler right? Walker. No, Wheeler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have info on Sturgill. <laughs> um, no, Wheeler Walker Jr. is a country uh, alter ego for a comedian who, you know, that Netflix, that Netflix uh, like adult cartoon show. Hoops? Yeah. Yeah. That's him. Oh, really? It's the same guy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wheeler Walker Jr. I, I, I was first introduced to Wheeler Walker Jr. Whenever I joined a rugby team, because anytime that they, that we win and it's an away game, uh, somebody always, always puts on eating pussy, kicking ass by <laughs> him, um, which is a great song, but yeah, he's uh, that's like, it's, it's like a joke persona, but okay. Uh, I, I knew I did, he was like silly, but I didn't did see that bit, but thing. I mean, like, would it surprise you? He's like, yeah, no, absolutely like, yeah, no, the dude's a Navy trained vet. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, he was like, he, goes, somebody dies. That was the thing. He was like, he just left the Navy. Have you ever heard of anybody just leaving the Navy? Like, what? <laughs> he just stopped like going. Back. Yeah, like he's government backed. Um, so next track, make art not friends. Yes, which is which is a great track, and I love the intro to it because mm-hmm. um, it's like this weird like like it's like this like tripped and not tripped out. It's kind of Pink Floydy word. Yeah, yeah, like ah, oh, shit. What fucking song is that off Dark Side of the Moon? It's at the end. Yeah, I know exactly what the one you're be, talking it about. It has to be modeled off of this. Yeah, it has to be modeled off. Yeah, but it's like it's where they have like all the like weird sounds and yep. going on in the background. Yeah, that was the song that made me think um, I was dead. Oh I, god. I, okay. Did I ever tell you about that? Not in like a serious way. No, no, you you never did. You never. Did. I was uh, so when I was driving to L.A., uh, it was the first night I was going. I was driving into St. Louis. And uh, the road that I was, so the highway that I was on getting into St. Louis, I don't remember exactly which highway it is, um, but it, it takes you directly to the airport, which is helpful. I wish Pittsburgh had one. And, uh, <laughs> and, but I got to that part. Now, the thing is, it was night. There were no other cars on the, uh, cars on the road. And the music somehow, I guess, billion to one chance that this happens, but the beat, was going to the the street lights oh, or the, rather the street lights are going to the beat yeah and it's just a bunch of random ass noises for about 20 minutes and like i was getting very introspective i was like is this hell did i die yeah because <laughs> it, it, i went from like cars all around me and i kind of like didn't like black out but like i didn't notice that all the cars just disappeared Oh yeah, especially if you're going out to the airport at night. Yeah, there's like because you because you don't follow the normal highway that everybody's going yeah. on. You have to go on like the second highway. You exactly, know? and it just got very very strange. And like I like it's one of those things where like you have the thought and you're like no, you kind of do like the avocado or the uh, kombucha girl meme. Where you're like mm, nah, but yeah, 
nah, maybe. And then after you come back yeah. from like the, the nah after the maybe, you're like, but actually, because it's this song <laughs> is like eight minutes long and it's just noises. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, and I and I can definitely like they one hundred he one hundred percent yeah like, all of it off of that and then like it just goes the, all that synth that like little like and it's like yeah you know just into this like like relatively like sad sounding. There's bits in this song that sound like kind of like a lot sadder than the rest of yeah. the song does. Like, it's definitely uh, melancholy. Yeah, yeah, but uh, just uh, just a fantastic um, title for yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Friends. You know, like because you always hear "make art not war" sort of thing. Or, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not friends. Like, okay, all right. So I'm doing neither of the things that I should be doing. But uh, exactly looking at a world, looking out the window at a world on fire. It's plain to see the end is near. I've seen all the sights, tired of the lights. So you can let me off right here. Um, just such cool lyrics. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it, it's, it's a uh, more mellow. It's, it's a little bit slower. Uh, definitely a break. But it's still like not a, it's not a bad song. Like by any no. stretch of the imagination, no, honestly. it's different. Altogether, I think this is one of my favorite songs on the album. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, it's definitely up there. It's definitely up there. Yeah, so like, I don't want you guys to get the impression that we like don't like this song because I know that usually when we describe a song as like a break or an interlude, it's like a throwaway track that's like, eh, that's all right. This is such a goddamn good song. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I love saying no to all the yes men oh, just to see the look on their face. I love how everyone knows what's best, but no one knows their place. I love it. Oh, that's that's up there, dude. Like that's one yeah. of the verses. That's right, because he also he says it with like a a little bit of grit in his voice. Oh yeah, that time. Um, yeah, because like, he he comes in almost on like the offbeat for that. Like mm-hmm. like he like I it almost sounds like like do you ever hear a uh, a vocalist who's like doing doing something live and then they like forget to come back to the mic on time for it. That's kind of oh like yeah, almost sounds like he's like I love saying no. To- Oh, yep. Yes, man. Like he forgot to mm-hmm. like come in at the right time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Love it, love it. Uh, and then the bridge. Oh, it's hard. It's it's getting hard to find a good friend. So close the door behind you before any more come in. Nobody writes. Nobody calls. Nobody bother. Cause I'm over it all. Yep. I love it. I mean, I don't love it. That's t- terrible for him. But no, and, and and even the chorus, like face in the mirror, all skin and bones, bloodshot eyes, and a heart of stone. Never again rather be alone think i'm just gonna think i'm just gonna stay home and make art not friends i've been there before dude yeah i've been there before mm-hmm. and uh, i mean even more even more uh substantial given the recent uh pandemic and just kind of hanging out yeah. by yourself yeah. all the time every yeah. day I, for a year somebody, heard somebody the other day because like shit is starting to like show signs of going yeah. back to normal sometime soon somebody was like oh i but i learned a language it's like mm-hmm. how fuck how? You. how yeah go, go to hell um so this is but, the song uh, that started it all man at least for me uh yeah best clock maker on mars yeah i sent that to you because i was like it sounds like it's a very like clutch type mm-hmm. because of that hadn't spoken to each other in months it was like yeah. nine o'clock at night, and you're just like big clutch energy in all caps. So I was yeah. like, all right. I mean, that's that's how our friendship is. We want yeah, to talk no, to each other. I love but, it. But, but when we do, 
it's it's substantial know, it's one of the things like there's a lot of people they text me and i'm like i'll get to it later i see ben carosa pop up i am opening that text oh, yeah. message yeah yeah the only thing that i was kind of mildly upset about was that uh, the a couple, i think it was a couple weeks ago i sent you you did okay that's <laughs> <laughs> i sent you shit where the fuck is it oh <laughs> Post spoken word polka gaze, and you didn't I, say a goddamn thing. I did. Thing. I didn't because I was um, <laughs> really shocked at what I was reading. I think I was at work, and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if he follows that one up." Nope. And we didn't. Nope. And that's, we I just, just moved I just right on. Like, I th- sometimes whenever I'm driving around for work, I'll think of like the most ridiculous fucking genre that I can possibly <laughs> think of, and that had me cracking up as I was driving. What's I was so like, what funny? What would that even sound like? What's so funny is that. I technically did respond three and a half days later. Oh, <laughs> with yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. During I, my I think, thin Lizzy phase, I think the yeah, I think the thing that I fucking uh, that I love about that is like, what the fuck is post spoken word? Like, what would that be? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck would that even be? Uh, I, I don't know. Just I like bet a Henry Rollins, just like something like that, into a mic. Something like some like Yoko Ono shit. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Yes, she did it. Fucking Yoko Ono. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, blessed, <laughs> blessed, uh, blessed. Best, best <laughs> clockmaker on Mars. Which Change is, my Twitter uh, bio. Five be right back. Blessed clockmaker on Mars. Blessed, dude. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um. <laughs> Yeah, this song is so so fucking good because I just love the absurdity of it. Like, yeah, who's gonna need a clockmaker on Mars? And I, and apparently, like, what's this? Uh, Genius.com apparently has a thing about Doctor Manhattan and whatnot. I'm not saying it's not that, but I just don't care about that. Right. So I'm just gonna say that it's not. But um, yeah, the the fucking I don't know. Just like that. It immediately picks back up again. The entire mood. Um, yeah. And then just like how he says the lyrics it's not just like it's like wanna go on down well oh yeah yeah it's a i don't know I just so know. I, my so my rough idea of this because immediately like when i heard the song a couple of times because again like of course i listened to the song like eight times the night you sent it um I, I always kind of understood Best Clockmaker on Mars, uh, sort of to your point, to be like any job that just seems like useless, but people yeah. are buying clocks on Mars, so I'm going to keep doing it. Because everything else about the song is like, I just want to do like, so like the first and the last one, or I mean, almost yeah, it's, it actually is the same. Um, we just want to grow old in the now with you. Want to make babies so you say you're through. Warm, bared, and naked when you say when you pull me through. Turn off all the TVs there. It's just like this very humdrum. I get kind of like yeah. a a Dan Tanner, like Roseanne kind of vibe of just like yeah. flannel shirt, like come home, have a beer, talk to the wife, like go to yeah. bed kind of thing. Um, but in the middle, he says, some days I hate everything I am, but your love holds a mirror to me. Show me a love I can understand, make sense of the world I see. So this yeah. this does seem kind of like a, a whatever I got to do. And if that's is to be home with you, and if that's being a clockmaker on Mars, God damn it, I'm going to be the best clockmaker yeah. on Mars. Yeah. So I don't know. If, I didn't take it so much as literally 
but just like a, this oh, is a yeah, thing no, that no, people no. like, whatever. 100%. 100%. I, I also like it, 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 and that's why, like, I, as much as it, it extends the time, and I'm sure <laughs> variable listener in, enjoyment of the podcast, I like going through the lyrics because yeah. I had a completely different take on that where it just sounds like he's like, well, I'm going to, like, I'm going to 100% something. Even if it's like completely useless, I'm at least oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% thing something all the time, you know, and I love that. Like, whole ass everything, don't half ass everything. Oh, yeah, you never half ass two things. Um, but yeah, just like <laughs> want to wake up every day and be the best clockmaker on Mars. I don't know. It's just like it's the absurdity of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know this is completely useless, but God damn it, I'm good at it and I'm going to keep doing it. That's what it is, man. And sometimes that's all you got to do. It's yeah, like, hey, I mean, you got to wake up. And, you know, some days, like, some days I hate everything I am. Like, he's waking up and feeling like this is completely absurd. Mm-hmm. It's pointless what I'm doing. But, hey, yeah. go out there and be the best, bro. And I, you know what? I think that that's, like, upon closer examination, I, I do think that this is probably one of the more poignant songs because uh, I think if anybody's done anything with, like, artistic especially past a certain age um you definitely wake up with that idea like oh yeah oh yeah i, I mean, mean I'm you, sure you, you, I'm, you would... have you ever written anything and like gone back to it like like you've written you've written something and you saved it even though you're like this is just fucking trash. oh my god I'm dude gonna save it anyway and then you go back to it like even a year later and you're like actually that's not that bad yeah i mean i i've got a couple of uh screenplays that i've written that i mean you finish and you're excited and I'm, I'm so scared to like reread a lot of them. But like the first one I read, I was like, okay, obviously I'm not sending this to anybody, but it's like, it's yeah. got some gems and like probably the most underappreciated of all, the, of all the art forms that I do is uh, the, the fucking, the poems that I do, man. And it's just yeah. like pages and pages and pages and pages and pages. And it's like even stuff from college. I'm just like, you know what, man? I mean, nobody's ever going to read this, but it's not that bad. I mean, yeah, no, dude, I do that. I do that with like uh, riffs and whatnot, where mm-hmm. I'll, I'll record like I'll be like on a, on a fucking turn with it, and and I'll be like, okay, well, this is going good. I'm gonna record like the next twenty minutes of me just jamming and whatnot, and yeah. like I'll be like, I'll finish recording and be like, none of that was fucking good, and then I'll save it and I'll throw it on my computer, and then like a month or two later, I'll like listen back through it and I'll be like, oh, you know, there's like two or three things on there that are actually halfway decent, so. I don't know. So the, whole, the 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 never half-ass anything. That's kind of that's kind of. So it goes, good. man. Uh, next up. Oh shit. Yes. Hold on. Let me check here. <clears throat> Damn it! I hate how genius. Like anytime you click on anything, it makes you click back like six oh, yeah. times. Um, all said and done. Definitely uh, a, a a bit more introspective as well even like mm-hmm. uh how the music goes like like how the uh the, the synth does that like woo, woo, mm-hmm. yeah it's like um almost like theremin sounding but uh i don't know how did you feel about this track i this is a song that i will admit the first like few times that i listened i say like the first like eight or nine times i listened to this album like I, I listened to this song, but I wasn't really paying attention. And then one day I was sitting on my computer and it just, it just earwormed me. Like it just earwormed the shit out of me. Yeah. And I, I, I listened to it on repeat and I read the lyrics and 
it's just one of those songs that, like it just shot up to like a song that I always paid attention to when I got there. Because again, this is another like kind of like a more Pink Floydy kind of song. Yeah, yeah. It, um, I mean, this whole album is just is just oozing with like, especially on the slower tracks, is definitely mm-hmm. oozing with 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 big Pink Floyd energy. And it uh, it definitely seems like the most sincere. I'll say only because like the other ones can be construed in ways that's like, oh, well, it's part of a story. It's part of a fictional story. It's part of a narrative that he's telling um, that's, you know, fictional or at least not necessarily completely true or whatever. But this song to me kind of, it feels just like Sturgill singing it. Like it's, yeah. it's like him. Yeah, he's not in a character yeah. or anything, you know? Cause I guess I'm like gonna... even in, in the Navy, not to cut you off um, no, you're good. with like the second verse where he says, you know, sitting in the tower without a clue or care, goodbye opportunities hanging off my head. Uh, handing several items out to anyone who dares climb my own way to the top, just kick down to just to get kicked down the stairs. Uh, I, I do. I always took like the handing several items out to anyone who dares as being like firing at people, but like a gun. I think uh, we're. I, I, it's funny because I think we're on different lyric sites because I have different lyrics for that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, you might, you might. This one I think is pulling from lyric find. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that mine says sitting in a tower without a clue or care, anchored by opportunists hanging off oh. of my hair, oh. handing silver ladders out to anyone who dares to climb all the way to the top just to get kicked down the stairs. See, and that's the whole Which thing. Is interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like it's like the fucking like a stone thing all over again. I don't know who's right, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. but uh... <laughs> uh, my my I think uh, have you ever heard uh, "Life's Been Good to Me" so far by uh uh shit? I'm gonna fucking hate myself. He was the guitarist for the Eagles for a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Fuck, it's going to bug the shit out of me. But, like, how he's talking about all the things that he has, but, like, he can't enjoy any of them. You know? Yes. He's like, I got a, I have a, uh, I, I got a Mercedes, or I have a license, but I don't drive. I have a, I have a brand new house. They tell me it's nice, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, fucking it's Don Henley. Like, no, 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 no! It's God damn it! Because he did uh, Funk Forty Five and shit like that, and oh, wow, it's gonna bug the fuck out of me. He's super burnout nowadays. He did a shitload of drugs. Uh, oh, but wow. anyway, this is like the second. This is like a more cynical version of that. It's kind of what I'm. What I'm. Oh, doing. fucking Joe Walsh. Like the hang. Yeah, Joe Walsh. God damn it! <laughs> funk Forty Nine, not Forty Five. Um, but. Uh, yeah, this is kind of like the more cynical version of that is what I'm getting. And like the whole, you know, rolling around with entourages and yeah. people. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it 100% is more retrospective in that, or introspective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just the thing that I, I, I don't know if I noticed it, but the thing that strikes me is, you know, at the end he says, keep staring at the pages going over the same lines. It's all been said and done by now two or three times. Um, yeah. He brings that line back later on, but um, I think it's in, I think it's in Last Man Standing. No, it's not. It's in um, Mer- uh, Mercury and Retrograde, I think. Yeah. He says it's all been done two or three times anyway. Anyway, um, <clears throat> but he, the way that he kind of ends, it reminds me of, um, like the end of uh, 
time i think yeah it it, it doesn't end like it it kind of drifts off like yeah almost literally you know which is yeah. very cool very cool um yeah he had to have been listening to a ton of pink floyd at that time that, that, that he was writing this especially for the slower tracks mm-hmm. um the thing or maybe it's like or maybe it's like even modeling that whole like radio thing that we talked about before i mean how often like any fucking old classic rock station is you probably got a one out of five chance of one of those stations coming up with pink floyd you yeah know? no there's definitely a pretty good chance of that that's for sure um so the thing about last man standing that makes me laugh yeah. is that it is the shortest track on the album, I believe. Oh, it's so quick. It's so quick. It's two minutes and 11 seconds and a full 30 seconds shorter than the next one. And it has the most lyrics yeah. by far yeah. of anything else. He's like speed rapping. Almost. Yeah. yeah. And it's hysterical. This is such a funny track. Yeah. Um, but I do not like the video for it. I gotta be honest. Oh, okay. Don't like the oh, video oh, for yeah, it because it's like, well, you can't. You almost can't take the. Uh, what what's what's it over in what particular part of the video is is this song over? It's the one where it's like is the it village the is burning. Guy? It's the POV oh. of the village burning and the guy trying oh. to get out. Oh, and yeah, the cat. I don't, like I don't like. I thought it was going to be about the gross big guy that like, uh, you know. The, like the, the the king of like gluttony and oh and that that's like i think in the beginning i think that's um yeah. that's one of the first two tracks but yeah yeah this is the pov of like the village burning down and everybody like running and then oh, i got the like cat that. man i don't like that don't um like that. but it's such a good track yeah no it's a banger for sure it is a um I like, definitely I like a banger. It, it, in the second verse uh uh, time to turn. Time to turn oh, on the yeah. heat. It's getting cold on the street, and man, that shit will get you down. It's fuck all y'all season. <laughs> give me a reason to watch your house burn to the ground. Always and funny. Light my new joint off of the flames. I never learned how to play, so I broke the game. It's yeah. uh, uh, what's the the? I think it's probably. The, yeah, the chorus is, is everything's so good, but the chorus, he says, you know, daddy likes his alone time. It's why he never had any friends. Yeah, yeah but what, what what you want to see, you'll be looking at me, the last man standing in the end. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it is kind of like resignatory, I think, if that's the word we're going with. But it's yeah. just like, I lived my life and I'm not, I'm not apologizing for anything that happened. I won, you lost, and uh, it is what it is. It's almost like a coked out song, honestly. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh, it's getting. Oh, it's getting sticky. Got no time to get pick. Got no time to be getting picky about the who, what, when, or where. You're selling tugs on a pickle with a backdoor tickle, <laughs> for you even know who. For you even know how you got there. I don't know. It's it's like so. Because it's like you know it's but yeah man I don't know. And then just like how it quickly ends, just like last man standing in the end. Hey, then just static and compl- and changes to the next song, you know. But uh, which is a, another one of those. Uh, so yeah, like I don't know if we're are we quite done with last man standing? No, we don't have to be. I mean, I I've, I I just you're done. Then I'm done, man. 
All right, then I'm done. Uh, great, great song. Did I mean, you, it goes did without you have saying. Anything else? If you wanted to say something else, you can say something else. No, 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 no. I was, I was ready to move on. I just didn't want to move yeah. on. If you weren't ready to move yeah, on, no, 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 no. We're good because because Mercury um, and Retrograde is one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah, it, it honestly might be my favorite just for complete substance. Um, yeah, it's real. But, like it's so like happy go lucky and i know the lyrics mm-hmm. are not very happy go lucky <laughs> yeah it is just there's so many really great moments um just sonically in this song but i do think it's funny that like it's this it's just like a song about like no, no matter how hard you try you just like can't get away from from things that you feel like should you should be able to get away from like you can't even escape a, like a haircut like it's just this constant yeah. Everything just yeah. keeps coming back, no matter how hard. But there's like a weird amount of description, but it's like completely nonsense description. Like I got a haircut in Norway. And it's like okay, <laughs> great, happy for you, pal. Um, but it's the it's just the way that he kind of sings everything. And again, it's another one of those like poignant Sturgill songs where it feels like this isn't part of the larger story. Like this is him singing this song yeah again it just this goes back to uh um uh hold on i'm, I'm blanking on it right now uh what is it make art not friends yeah. yeah um even like what he said they come backstage and on my bus pretending yep. to be my friends shaking hands behind grandstands all wearing the same old grin but none of them bother <laughs> bother knocking oh they all just come on in asking me a, what all my songs mean wondering if they're all about them Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh, in in Rush, uh, shit. What is it? Limelight, living in. Uh, it could be limelight, where he's like, where he's like, I can't pretend a stranger is yep. a long-awaited friend. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's the same. It's a, it's a similar notion, except he's actually meeting his fans. Unlike Neil Peart, Neil Peart didn't like meeting his fans. He did not. But, you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, R.I.P. it is what it R.I.P. is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, in the chorus, just like in the chorus, because like if you don't pay attention to the lyrics, the chorus is like it's so like, like yeah, laissez faire, kind of like nice, like bopping, like because it is a like a lot more, it's a more chill track. It's 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 not slow, it's no, like mid pace, but still relatively chill. But it's it's uh more happy sounding, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, even like so. What I do like at the end of this verse, he says, "Living the dream makes a man want to scream. Let a match burn it all down. Head back home to the mountains, far away from all the pull. Oh, and of the journalists and sycophants wielding their brands, all the travel and trophies and award show stands, and all the haters wishing they was in my band. But sorry, boys, this bus is plumb full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just like so biting, but it's also like." Just yeah, because so, it's so funny. Because it's like it, it goes back to that to that notion of like people will talk shit on like bands and whatnot, like I do, but mm-hmm. it's like nobody's paying to go see me, right? You know, <laughs> so, no, I mean it's and it's just it's just like a funny funny thing. Um, one of the things that always kind of that always strikes me is how catchy this chorus is. Um, specifically, I love 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 how he sings the road to hell is paved with cruel intentions. Yeah. Cause he puts like this, a lot of like vibrato on road and he holds yeah. that for a couple of beats. And um, it's kind of, it's a kind of thing that'll kind of, again, like if you're not paying attention, which I don't know why you wouldn't be paying attention, but um, yeah. it's, it's the thing that like, if you're not quite all there and you're not like kind of studying the music as you're listening to it, it, it warps 
what he's saying in a way that again is just like it's just like nice noise i don't know it's just it's kind of hard for me to articulate right now but like yeah no it, it, it's because you you it you're feeling it on yeah on a level that's that's it's like not like indescribable in that sense it's just it's you're feeling it rather than saying it you know mm-hmm. which it which is which is a good music it's good lyrics i mean if, if even the last even the last line of every chorus if it's not luke if it's not nuclear war it's going to be a divine in- intervention so it's like you know what's going to get us in the end yeah you know um and i just like how he's talking <laughs> he's talking about a fucking because uh, you know mercury being in retro right. is a planetary thing but he's like well at least it's not just hanging around pretending to be yeah. like, <laughs> which is such a weird thing to say <laughs> oh my god oh man but yeah i really like that track a lot um any 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 last things about that no i mean it was it was my first favorite track on the album yeah. i i won't reveal whether or not it still is but uh it was definitely the one that I always look forward to yeah. the most. Yeah. And, and it's funny. Cause I think my, my opinion of what my favorite track has changed probably three times now, just going through. The yeah, tracks. no, it's what happens, man. They're all, they're all variants of 9.5 to 10 out of 10. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, exactly. Such they're little discrepancy. And then of course, the last track on the album proper, uh, fastest horse in town. <laughs> With my maybe my favorite line in the whole on the whole album is the last line on the entire album, but it just oh, I don't like, want to get there. But I want a gift card. Oh, like when it, when it goes back to the radio channels. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that because uh, it's like some evangelical evangelical preacher thing, like on one of those weird radio stations. But this is like it's a jam f- for the majority of this track. Yeah, like the drums and everything like now 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 and and, and what's like, more, it sounds like the last song on an album. It is a great. This is a this. Yeah, this is an outro. This is a this is a fucking album closer. This yeah, is this a show. Closer. This sound. This sounds like something that was designed to do the thing that it's doing, and not just something that got put in that place. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the in the synth riff. I don't mm-hmm. think I, I don't think I mention it enough, even though I mentioned the synth. But the, the but the synth riffs, there are riffs. Yeah. And yeah. this one, like towards the end, where it's like, bow, of course, it's like eight octaves higher than that because yeah. it's a little notes. But it's like, bow, oh, it's just so fucking just a, such a cool riff on the synth, but like. I don't know what's what's some what's some good lines in here because it's mean, all lines. Yeah, I mean the, the chorus of everybody's trying to be the next someone, but look at me, I'm trying to be yeah, the first to, something. That's so. It's and 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 I think the reason why he's such a good lyricist is that that's not he's not using big words. He's not using like mm-hmm. he's just switching shit around and I don't know and it can't make the dollars make sense. Can't keep the squirrels off the fence, and shoes are coming loose on the fastest horse in town. So like, is he talking about himself or is he looking at the competition or like you know, I don't know, I don't know. But the old horse yeah. keeps on running, and if he falls, they put him down. They keep they've been keeping him on the track, running him jagged just to pile pile up their stack, and making sure he's all spent by the time he gets back. 
and I like that how, how in that last line there, how he's like, and making sure he's all spent by the time he gets back. You know, I don't know. It's like it's it, it's like almost vindictive sounding whenever. He yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like they, there's there's more than a few tr- like album or tracks on this album that are like, like I said, like very uh, condescending to like the music and like it's pretty clear that. Oh, because he's been spurned so many times. Yeah, like, uh, sure. Sure, and it's like, I mean, I would have to assume that this this album being like, or this song in particular, saying something to the idea that like, you know, he realizes that he's up there and he's not the most popular guy, but like his label is going to keep him until, well, he, as long as he keeps making him money to whatever extent that he's making him money. Yeah. And like, there are newer and other horses and everything. So he's got to kind of change the game here and, and be something other than yeah yeah maybe it's maybe it's self-descriptive of how different this album because this is essentially like a a, a rock album yeah for the majority of it and he was known as being like you know a fucking finger picking you know Mm -hmm. country artist before that i mean the next album he released is just called cutting grass yeah and it's just bluegrass Mm -hmm. that's all it is it's just fucking bluegrass album um so yeah, to, oh my god! For some reason, I thought I just glanced on the side here and, and keyboards. It's Bobby Emmett. For some reason, I thought I said Bobby Schmerda for a second. I thought, fucking what? <laughs> like, what? Uh, it must be just because I'm getting tired. Um, yeah, I love the last. I love the last. The last shit that you hear on that album. It's just this like ev- evangelical guy. Just, mm. <laughs> oh, he, I, mean, I want a gift card guy. from God. Oh, yeah. So well, you know what I want. We need, we need a gift card for. Are you? Are y'all listening to me? This is what I want. I want a gift card from God. He can <laughs> keep it all. I want a gift card from God, and that's the fucking last thing you hear on the album. And that's beautiful. That's oh beautiful. Oh man. So, forty-one minutes well spent. Yeah, it's uh, it's front to back. I'm not gonna say that it's perfect, but. That's only I might. because I. That's only because I don't want to say that it's perfect, but I, right. I. I actually think it's. I think it's a perfect album. Yeah, I honestly. Yeah, there's there's so little that's that I can I would skip and feel good about it. Okay. So I'd always be thinking about the song that I skipped. Hell, I think about songs I just listened to. Yeah, it's it's so expertly done in that the tracks that are short are short for a reason. The tracks mm-hmm. that are long are long for a reason, but long and entertaining. Yeah. You know? everything's arranged in a way that makes sense and it has the magic number 10 tracks that's all you need that's all you need man the only um the only thing that i've ever routinely skipped is the beginning of make art not friends and here's why because if i if i skip the like the instrumental like first like two and a half minutes yeah um i can listen to the entire song when I so there's a light, right? There's a light by my house, a traffic light, not like a street light. There's a traffic light that if it's red and I'm there, I know that I have roughly a minute and forty five seconds to get to my house. And this song, if I eliminate most of like the noise intro, I can listen to the entire song. That way I'm not sitting in my driveway. Yeah. So it's not I listen it's a it's a purely a logistics thing, not not a I don't like listening to it thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, that's 
but that's the only reason I can come up with personally for, for skipping any part of this album yeah. for any reason at all. Yeah, no, that's solid. I mean, that's, that, that's a great fucking, if you, if you, if you have that down, that, that, that's yeah. you know, <laughs> do it, do it. Yeah. There's no shame there. There's no shame there. Um, so we already went over what are, what both of our favorite yeah. lyrics were, which is the oh, first yeah. verse of, of, of a good look. So we won't go over yeah. that again. You can skip back if you need to remember what the fuck that was. Um, hot take for the album or was that our heart take the hot take i feel like that was um, our hot take. unless you have something like different different to say which it definitely goes no through. no not really I, I think i think um yeah the hot take being that i don't even think it's it's a hot take i think it's pretty room temperature water take i mean this is an extremely good album i cannot stress that like i have given this album to strangers and they've come back to me with like this is a masterpiece like yeah there was a guy that I went to college with, but like, I wouldn't say we're like friends or anything. Um, but he did a thing over the summer that was like, or over the winter. Uh, he was like, ah, I'm tired of listening to the same five albums over and over and over again. Like, if you see this, like drop a couple albums that you think that, that you like. And I'd like to see it that if I like, and I gave him this, and this is the guy that listens to like, um, from what I, I assume, like, I don't know him again, like super personally, um, we were in this a lot of the same classes and I see what he posts online but it seems to be more like a, a day to remember kind of stuff um, like John Mayer DMB like pretty like yeah. you know no yeah. offense but like pretty basic stuff and I gave him this and it, it is to date the only album that he's given a 10 out of 10 on nice so nice. yeah I mean and, and I feel like I feel like a lot of people can do that you know yeah it's just, it's just such objectively an good album. music. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. That that's that's a great way to put it. Is that it's objectively good music. It's like there's um, not like nuance that you have to like be in the note. It's just it just sounds objectively good. Yeah. Yeah. No. I actually, if I wasn't trying to get up at like you know five and go to the gym tomorrow, I probably would put it on after we're done here. Yeah. And listen to it all the way sure. through again. That's how much I like this fucking album. Um. Yeah. No. My hot take. I that that's pretty much it i fucking love this album i'm so glad that it's a thing i'm glad yeah. that, that i was alive whenever this came out <laughs> amen man amen um uh so favorite track um favorite track man i think i probably still have to give it to mercury and retrograde okay all right. I, all right I just i i statistically by the numbers a good look is his most popular song. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just something really, really. Mercury and retrograde is honestly like that's my shower song, man. Like that's I see that song in the shower. That's a good scrubbing song. That's yeah, a good getting getting under the armpits and yeah, like, you know, that's exactly yeah, what it is. Disney style, you know. Yeah. Um, least favorite track. And I know that's I mean, hard. Yeah, I mean if. Least favorite might be, yeah, I mean, fuck. Uh, I joked about Sophie's Choice in the last album. This is legitimately a Sophie's Choice. Um, I think it might be Fast as Horse. Okay, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, just, right. just because I feel like it's a great, like I, I know that I was the one to, to say this. It, it is a great, great, great outro track. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the nine point five track. Yes, I I do think that Mercury and Retrograde could stand 
by itself as an outro track. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So almost every almost every everything from Last Man Standing on could stand yeah. as as the outro. Yeah. So um that being said it's just it's not a it's not i don't like it it's a can i lose this and still enjoy everything the same and i feel like i probably could oh yeah yeah i'd say that um my favorite track is it's so fucking hard it really depends on the mood it depends on the Mm -hmm. mood 100 percent. and so currently um because the weather's getting nicer and you know i'm out walking around more um Best Clockmaker on Mars, because that's my bad bitch walking song. There you go. Uh, you know, he can't go wrong with that. And then Least Favorite is all said and done, only because sometimes I'm just, I I, I just don't don't need, don't want those vibes. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I again, get it. That's my, that's my 9.8 track out of yeah. everything else being 10s. So it's yeah. not even like, I'm not going to skip it. I'm just saying, like, I had to pick something. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, especially for like, so like for my pick, it's like Mercury and Retrograde, like really well produced. It's a clear song. You understand what's going on 100% of the yeah. time. And then there's a lot of like, I don't know if it's feedback or just like distortion or something in Fastest Horse where it's just like, it's a noisy song. Or oh, it's, it's a, it's a, they call it a wall of sound. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good way. It's just a, it's just a barrage of especially noise. Like, especially like at the end, whenever the guitar is like, yeah, which that is amazing. Um, that's such a that like that ugh, ugh, that ugh. now I'm now I'm gonna have to listen to it. But I think it, I mean what's interesting for yours and, and this might be something that you even saw, but um, like you said uh, Clockmaker being like yours and that's that's your bad yeah. bitch song. And then all said and yeah. done, it's like sad boy vibes. It's like oh, of course, like yeah. if that's your bad bitch song, then like your least favorite is gonna be the one about him like sitting yeah. in a tower. <laughs> like, yeah, but but then again, you know, it's like that's my nine point eight out of out yeah, of this no, for 10, sure, this ten, and uh, it was remember to breathe for a very long time just because I like the overall vibe of that mm-hmm. song a lot, but uh, yeah, like it, it completely. I'm tomorrow, tomorrow I might say it's all said and done. You know, yeah, it, it is is my favorite track. It just completely depends on my mood, and that's kind of what makes this album so great. Is that it's so it's ten loosely associated tracks yeah they're all like in the same vein but not at all yeah and it's like the whole concept of like the radio stations man he got away with it good for him perfect it was perfect such a good good idea and fantastic execution and and sturgill i love you ah yeah (laughs) come on the pod (laughs) yeah come on up oh my god can you imagine that oh we need we we should uh maybe once we hit episode 10 yeah start like flirting with uh having some guests on Okay, 36 and 61. Let's see what 36 is. Oh, my God. Okay, I was actually thinking about this today. Uh, 36 is uh, Rituals by Rotting Christ. Okay. Which is a great album, actually. I really like that album a lot. Otherwise, I wouldn't have put it on there. Uh, And then 61 is Purple by Baroness. Okay. All right. All right, so so that that's your homework, guys. Yeah, and and and, and other entities that uh, inhabit this corporeal plane, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode and our ramblings once again. Yeah, and, man. Uh, have a have a wonderful uh, few weeks of listening. Yeah, enjoy. We'll see ya. <laughs>